back into your childhood, pluck out a movie, give it a rewatch, and have a chat about it. I'm Emily Slade, and welcome back. You watched it so many times before, and now you're gonna watch it again. But it's been so many years since you last saw it, and now you show it to your friends, and they're like, What? What am I watching? Why? The, what? what? Why? Why, Why this film? And I'm joined today by Stephen from the Asian Cinema Film Club and others. Hello! Hello, Emily. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. I'm very excited. Your chosen movie is 1976's Logan's Run, the IMDb breakdown. A police officer in the future uncovers the deadly secret behind a society that worships youth. Why this film? Well... <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay right so we'll get this out of the way so i was born in 1971 so i would have been five when this film came out at the cinema but because i was mm -hmm. brought up in england it can't have possibly been on tv till about 79 80 at best that that's just how things were dear dear young people that's how long it used to take for films to get on the tv not like weeks or <laughs> concurrent anyway and I remember this film. I remember this film for one reason. And the reason is Jenny Agatha, and most importantly, her breasts. Brilliant. Um, growing up in this period, Jenny Agatha was like ubiquitous. Um, she was in the railway children. I was going to say she's Bobby. Yeah. She's, she's a wholesome Bobby who... Waves a train down with her red underwear like a yeah. champ, and the railway. And you're like, her hold boobs on, though. though. I remember, I'm I'm not that old, <laughs> so this is not this is not pervy. This is just it gets more weird. But yes, she absolutely was. She's Bobby and the Railway Children, and the Railway Children and Watership Down are the only two films that were ever on outside of the odd Disney film and things like that. So those two films, I guess they're both British films, aren't they? That were that were that regular yeah. or maybe the Dad's Army movie. But she's part of my youth. And then I remember seeing this film or did I? But we'll get more to that in a second. And I remember seeing her breasts. And I'm I'm not in puberty yet. This is not a pervy thing. This is just the first woman I've ever seen naked. Period. Mm. And then she appeared in Walkabout, which she, well, actually it was before this, but you know, I, I saw Walkabout, in which she appears naked for a whole 10 minutes. And then she also shows her breasts off in American Werewolf in London, which is a few years after this. And basically my whole prepubescent youth was full of Jenny Agatha naked. Okay. Except <laughs> poor Jenny Agatha. I know, and she's—I'm sure she's lovely. Except that can't be true because I would have been at best nine years old. How did I see this film on TV and see Jenny Agatha's breasts at nine? Because I wasn't—we had one TV. I wasn't staying up late to watch it, and I distinctly remember watching it on a Sunday afternoon. And this has been this has been a long story, which is why I'm glad this long time this has been bothering me. And I have brought it up on another podcast before, <laughs> where, but, but I didn't get a very satisfactory answer. So there's been a journey <laughs> even since you've invited me on. So on one hand, 
I will talk about dystopian sci-fi movies of the 70s, which is a love of mine, which is why we're talking about this. But this Jenny Agatha problem is not so much her breasts lack thereof, the display of them or not, is how could I have seen this? Because the only time I could have watched a film would have been on a on a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon. So you, the kind mm-hmm. of, you know, the, the where eagles dare, eagles are landed, Force 10 from Navarone, that kind of film which was always on the TV on a Sunday afternoon if you weren't watching the Grand Prix. So, but I remember it because I remember seeing a naked Jenny Agatha. And then later on, I they'd made a, a TV show of it. It wasn't very successful, but I suspect what I, well, what I thought had happened is I remember watching the TV show, which is probably on TV during the day. I'd seen the film later on in life and had transposed the two because the first episode of the ah. TV show is very similar in plot. Different people, mm-hmm. no nudity. Mm-hmm. But there is a scene of, mm. of, of swimming in a the the, the Jenny uh, Jessica Six character swimming in a pool. So I was wondering, had I conflated that memory? And I was kind of comfortable with that until I did some more investigation for this chat, and I and I fell down one mm. of those sort of YouTube um, uh, rabbit holes, and I came across somebody who'd published the um, the the love shop orgy scene, which I imagine we'll talk about a bit later. Mm-hmm. just that five minutes on youtube for reasons i don't know yeah. um <laughs> personal reasons. going down the comments somebody had written and ladies and gentlemen this was shown at 3 p.m on bbc tv on a sunday and i'm going hey. fuck me it's <gasps> real or somebody else is having the same false memory as me <laughs> Now, I haven't reached out to them because, well... Oh, you should, and then let me know. But yeah, so that that's that's why this film is important, because I remember it not, not because of her breasts as objects of desire, even though they are very nice. It's because I question my own memory and a false memory that I've built up. And if I've built that memory up quite strong about this one film, what mm-hmm. else in my life isn't real? <laughs> What else is not true? Yeah. That's so interesting. And like, I believe you. I believe that you saw this movie. It's got a very 3 p.m. on a Saturday vibe, mm. despite. Like, it's very lowly rated. Like, um, what I said before we started recording, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a PG. Um, yeah, although we didn't have PG in the UK if, at that time. So I guess that's an American PG. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's it's kind of it, it's a weird mix, isn't it? It's got really nice production, but with low quality, low value investment. If you know what I mean, it looks kind of good. Yeah. It looks magnificent in Blu-ray, way better than it ever did on my four three pan scan terrestrial TV. Um, <laughs> but the outside shots of the city look worse than a Jerry Anderson Thunderbirds. Stingray, don't they? They're awful, and it looks terrible yeah. on high definition TV. But did it look good back in the day on TV? And and done. the costuming and stuff—it's all really kind of well done. But but yeah, then it's thought out. But then some of it is really naff. <laughs> and yeah. the second, the quality but of then... the second half of the film is so awful. But yeah, it's like a different. But like they run out of budget. But we both know they don't make films in chronological order, or some directors do. But most 
Yeah. 99.99% of films are not made in chronological order. How can so much care be at the beginning and not at the end? <laughs> but you're right. It, it, it feels like it was that. And I seem to remember it wasn't highly regarded at the time. Um, although the novel, I think, is quite highly regarded. And that had several spin-offs. And it got a TV show. But of course, yeah. 1976, yeah? What happened in 1977? Mm. Um, a, ni- a war? In 1977, <laughs> a little film called Star Wars came out. Right? Oh, I and see. science fiction was changed. It got a new coat of it got paint. An abs- well, it got an old coat of paint, but a very nice new varnish, wow. yeah. So, what was ha- so, Logan's Run to me also represents the end of of the 70s in a way or in the end of that 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 way that there's a lot of 70s films especially sci-fi that are obsessed with reflecting the modern day through dystopian or dark or, or, or broken utopian futures um yeah. so you think of things like planet of the apes you think of yeah. things like Silent Running, if you've seen Silent Running, which is you know is is, is mm-hmm. a is a is a view is an ecological fable, based on you've got to remember what it was like in the seventies. Now I know you don't, but the seventies was a dark time even for a child like me in the UK. Um, so I was, although I consider myself a child of the eighties in terms of when I was becoming an adult aware of what you were watching in the the 70s i was living in a three-day week in bread queues Mm -hmm. and there was there was an oil crisis going on i know um uh what's his name uh quentin tarantino would like to say that the 60s ended when charles manson killed um sharon tate but really Mm -hmm. that didn't that wasn't what brought on the 70s it was the oil crisis but the world was quite a dark place and there was a lot of reaction against i mean you can see in logan's run there's a ton of reaction against mm-hmm. free love and sort of the 60s and there's a there's a you know whether whether it's pro it or against it we can we can debate and discuss mm-hmm. but the 70s was full of these dark moral stories um the o- omega man yeah which which is a which is a retelling of I Am Legend, you know, a future where everyone's a vampire yeah. except Charlton Heston. Lots Charlton Heston was in a lot of these films. Charlton Heston and Jenny Agatha <laughs> were they ever in the same film? But there's a lot of these films which are dark. And 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 Logan's Run to me was the last big film that that talked of this before two things happened. One was Star Wars, which resurrected the space opera, resurrected science fiction movies which were about flying around in space and having battles and visiting other worlds and other planets mm-hmm. um you know not not soon after that you got the um star trek movie came you know, as bad as it was it was still not like these these dark difficult mm-hmm. um social commentary movies and then you had mm-hmm. alien which set a horror movie in space and there's not mm-hmm. much in Alien which is really about social commentary. You can talk about corporations and things like that, but that's really not what it's about, yeah? Whereas, yeah. But we've got these movies, and Logan's Run was like the last big one. And I almost feel it lost out because a year later, no one remembered it because Star Wars came out and everyone loves Star Wars. And, and Logan's yeah. Run's like this forgotten film that actually I do think to a degree holds up today i had seen this before you um suggested it um my dad 
had it on DVD and I've seen it a couple of times before now out of choice not through under duress because I really enjoy it I really love that social commentary 70s to me sci the future looks like the 1970s um that sort of Barbarella Planet of the Apes yeah. like vibe where everyone's in like weird outfits everything's covered in like tin foil like shit Doctor Who do you know yeah, what I mean? like that's what the future it's, 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 is it's, it's, it's in like my head the hangover after the 60s so, so, yeah. so we've still got you know we've, we've grown our hair out a bit and we're going to show a bit more flesh because you know we've had the a sexual re flesh. revolution you talked about Barbarella and there's another one that <coughs> I, I, I don't remember at the time I'd never have been allowed to see Barbarella and I do remember when I first saw Barbarella and that was late night on BBC Two and I was a lot older and that was an eye opener um, although I've watched that again recently and that doesn't hold up um <laughs> Uh, yeah, for all sorts of reasons. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I remember about Barbarella is that the Duran Duran took their name from the bad guy in it, didn't they? But um, <laughs> uh, but yes, I, I know what you mean. That there's something about the films of the seventies, like the film stock was so bad, and and mm, everything was so there's dour. A charm in there that. is, and it's not like you call it bad Doctor Who. I believe we call it classic Doctor Who. <laughs> well, classic band. Where, where it's all put together in the blue Peter Garden, you know, with sticky back plastic yeah, and yeah. tinfoil. I absolutely get that. <laughs> I think there's a little bit more to this film. And it's interesting. You know, I, I did pick up the Blu-ray because I, I had I had a old copy of it somewhere and I thought, I'll have a look. It was cheap. I'd mm. say, oh, you know, I wouldn't have done it otherwise. And I was watching it the other day and I thought, this looks amazing. And then I listened mm. to the commentary and all the effort they put into it. And I thought, bless them. All the effort, yeah. the amount of money they spent on it. And it's all going to be forgotten about in a year's yeah. time. The, so the, um, you know, there's, there's some practical special effects here, which were like nothing that's been attempted before. The carousel mm -hmm. thing, 15 people on wire, yeah. 15 people on wires. And the effort and the money spent and the complexity of that stump which I don't think plays out terribly well compared to what's no. going to happen. It just lives in this place. But I do know, I do know what you mean. It, it, there's a sort of dirty, grimy kitsch to 70s sci-fi. And I love it. Mm. I, love, I love that at one point, Jenny Agatha and Michael York, all their stunt doubles, are legitimately smashed to the floor by an oncoming wave of water like that happens in front of my very eyes somebody probably got a little bit injured that day and that because was they a hundred percent michael york talks about wiped out michael york talks about that very scene in on, on the on the commentary and and he's and he's so Amazing. charming about it and that's the other thing this is a big american movie starring a girl from somerset and a guy from yorkshire yeah, yeah. Uh, i was so happy when all of the main characters had British accents. I was like, this is the opposite of what so often happens. Yeah, and I, I really love that down-to-earth, that sticky-back plastic feel that, that people were involved in the making of this. And that's what people talk about the, the original Star Wars compared to the new Star Wars. And you can sort of say it about modern reinterpretations of similar 
sci-fi stories if you look at the new Ender's Game compared to the old Logan's Run. Um, everything's too flashy and shiny now because they can just neaten it up in post in, with like magic tricks and editing and computers. Whereas here, someone got hit by water in the face. A cat genuinely jumped down off a balcony. Like, stuff was actually happening, and you can't replace that as movie magic. And I really love that. And, view- and, also, and, another- and also, the view of the future is electric cars. Hmm, that's, that's <laughs> rather prescient, isn't it? Um, gyms that people go to during the day. And mm-hmm. there's something else. What's the other thing I noticed? Um... Well, like plastic surgery. Plastic surgery, that's it. Yeah, with with lasers. And you think actually, it's 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 not it's not far off at all. And an obsession with youth, which I would argue is also correct. Absolutely, yeah. And Tinder, you swipe right, and Jenny Agatha appears (laughs) in your front room for sex. Oh my god! So. Let's go back to the okay. beginning and sort yeah, of sorry. break it down because the the thing I no 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 it's good I just I just in case people are like I've never seen Logan's Run what the hell is it about It's basically about Logan who is played by Michael York and he's a, a Sandman in this dystopian future where everybody lives in the sort of um, big plant the big plant bubble in Cornwall the Eden the, 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 Eden, like, the Eden project yeah they yeah. live they live in the Eden project that looks like a big shopping mall and. Um, you're normal but everybody has a crystal in your hand and it starts off like yellow then it goes orange then it goes green then it goes red and then it goes black because your time's up because you've hit the age of 30 and then you must go into the carousel hope to be renewed um, but otherwise you die and as you die another person is born yeah and, and, and that's how their society works, and that's how they they accept that. That's fine. There's a whole there's a whole bit at the beginning which says this is in the 23rd century, and mm. and everything could have got like there's been a nuclear ecological. They just throw the whole thing. They don't very specific about it. They just say <laughs> every, like, everything sucks. everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Everyone moved to the Eden <laughs> Project. Uh, in the yeah. original novel, they're 21 is the age. Yeah. And, 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 but the, but yeah, at 30, as you say. You basically live a life of 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 pleasures, except for the mm. Sandmen, whose job yeah. it is anybody who doesn't fancy dying at thirty runs away, and they get them, and they don't go around singing mm-hmm. Mr. Sandman, sing me a song. <laughs> I was hoping they'd do a bit of that, but no. <laughs> and 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 also you have to wear clothes associated with how old you are, so it's very colour yeah. coordinated. <laughs> It's very lovely. Lots of reds and greens everywhere, mm. a bit of yellow thrown in. And it's a really interesting concept, and we'll get onto everything, but it's why I kept returning to Logan's Run, because as a story idea, I was always like, that's cool, I like that, it's fun. And then I got really confused this viewing, because I'd been quite young in my previous viewings of it, and just taking it sort of on the nose and been like, brilliant, great, I love it. And this time round, I was really like, hang on, what? And nothing made sense to me. And I was like, well, that's a gaping plot hole. Why do they never explain that? Am I meant to just presume that? And I'm like Googling it, and now I'm going to have to read the fucking book. So <laughs> yeah, I was a bit frustrated with how little I was told and it's because you're just meant to accept that this is their society this is what they believe in and this is what happens to logan and that's fine 
but I do expect a modern remake that's based closer to the book, and I also want Logan to be played by a woman, and that is my only they change. Have, Everything else stays and, the same. And there has for years been talk of a Logan's Run mm. modern remake. Yeah, because the world is not very fleshed out. The only thing we know is... No. So, so I, I've got questions as well. So at 30, you die. Why this arbitrary date? Mm-hmm. Never really explained. Who's really running the joint? Never really yeah. explained. Who's in charge? That computer maybe, but Who? how? Yeah, well, how? my dad came in and I was like, explain, explain. And he was like, oh, well, you know, the, the computer is in charge. And I'm like, what? So war ravaged the globe and everyone made their way into this building that what suddenly existed with everything in it and some alien computer is like live here now my people and do as i say like what no who is this computer i was expecting a reveal of like like the movie kept happening and i was like i've probably forgotten any minute now there'll be a reveal of like an underground government of like old white men who are old which is the point and it'll be like oh look a real commentary on this or that and and it'll explain how this all happened because I also thought, spoilers to the ending, Logan runs <laughs> and as he runs, he bumps into a bunch of different shit and one of them is an old man where they see that there's not only a life outside of their bubble but also that you are that you can you have the ability to grow old. And I always thought that this man was from the before times. And that the world had been in this weird crisis for only like 80 years. And this man had been born and somehow escaped going into the bubble. But then my dad was no. like, no, he's the son of some escapees. And I'm like, but how does he know who George Washington is then? And he was like, he's in the Library of Congress. He's reading all the books. And I was like, that, I pay attention, but I didn't yeah, get so that. Yeah, that like, so they must, so... You can you can actually potentially work out how long the society has existed because everyone lives for thirty years and he's Logan's five, and he's got four years mm-hmm. before he dies. There must have been um, four times thirty plus twenty six years they've been in there. Um, sorry, I know that was one hundred 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 forty six hundred forty six years um, at right. least. Um, although she is Jessica six and she's got a little bit longer to run, but there must be another 30 years on top. So let's say they just started some new names up. Yeah. So they could have been, they yeah. could have been Stephen 87 for all I know. And they said, we're bored of Stephen. <laughs> let's go for Logan and Jessica. So I don't, I don't know, but yes, it is very underexplained. The Peter Houston off thing is a bit weird, but your dad is right. He's, literally mm. living in the library of congress which appears to be they live in the set appears to be the set for mr smith goes to washington but that can't <laughs> they can't have possibly kept that around for 40 years so that must just be it's just there's just a very good set or maybe it's a matte painting or something i don't know it's a great set mm. like all the set pieces are really great and it they're it's really enjoyable to watch and it's it's a it's a great little story but it doesn't um and i really love all the characters but so much stuff just doesn't make and, sense and, to me like what is but so what and and, what is... and so so i i've got some other questions let's let's do these questions don't people yeah. just die anyway people die before they're 30 are they saying they've yeah. removed death and illness like <clears throat> yeah exactly is there no like leukemia yeah. is there no like and and, and, and ill like and, you know there's no fish in their diet we know that 
So what are they eating? There's no disability. Yeah, exactly. No... Also, the suggestion is, so at the beginning, we see Logan and his mate. Um, I can't remember his mate's name now, which is strange since how many times I've watched the film in the last few weeks. But yeah. him and his mate are looking at these new babies which have been born. So firstly, who puts the crystal in them? How does that happen? Yeah. And, well, and how does that I crystal that to grow from a baby's tiny little baby hand to a grown-up's hand? So that crystal must also expand. So how does it get in there? Don't know. Maybe that's not important. Maybe the some somebody does it. Let's just say maybe that crystal gets changed when as as you know there could be a whole bunch of yeah. Maybe maybe you have to go to crystal maintenance once a year. Yeah, or sometime. maybe you know it's like a bar mitzvah. You, when you become a man, you get a bigger crystal. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The stuff yeah. the stuff like that might go on. But the thing that got me was there's a suggestion that. He was looking at a child who was low, who was who was going to be another yeah. Sandman. Therefore, is yeah. are you assigned at being a Sandman at birth, and therefore have a totally different existence to anybody else? So who's making that decision? Exactly, because the implication, if we're taking it off the computer, is that there is just one computer, yeah. like from Portal, like there's just one computer that's like. I'm afraid I can't do that. Eat cake or whatever. Mm. Like classic sort of like, hello, it's a sci-fi movie and I'm the villain. But she, the computer's not the villain. The computer the computer makes no fucking sense. Francis is the, the villain if we're going to say that there's a villain of this piece. And, and really, he's such a wonderfully sympathetic villain. Mm. Um, which is why, again, the story is so endearing and it's so enjoyable. I but this computer, the computer is like... The only thing I can imagine is it, it saved from the over the disaster it saved a copy of the Ipcrest file and the scene and it just ripped off the scene where Michael Caine gets um, they try and deprogram Michael Caine in Harry Palmer no relation in that film to use now because that's the only reason you there's that kind of wonderful 70s surreality about how yeah. you'd um, it's also it's like the Manchurian Candidate as well they do something like that don't they where they, they just sort of bombard someone with images also, the recent Watchmen TV it's... show did that as well. That's just yeah. a thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's just a thing that happens. But then this computer... So the plot is kick-started when this computer brings Logan in and we've seen that Logan's very good at his job. Well, he's not very good at his job, actually. He's shit at his job. Worst but shot in does... the world ever. <laughs> or yeah. just really sadistic. This is the thing. I wasn't sure if he was meant to be bad. And then Francis made that joke about how he's like, well, I had to shoot the runner because you were shit at shooting. And I was like, maybe that'll come back into play at some no, it point. Turns out, it turns never out they're did. all shit at shooting. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're just all bad. Because they have these like weird taser guns that they don't know how to use. And, and the special effects Whatever. department, you can see... You can <laughs> it also doesn't know how to use them. You can see the, like, the lines to the squibs all over the... Again, I think that's not helped by modern... You know, re, re, high definition. I liked the little seventies flashing. Like I'm a big fan of that sort of retro. Kcha! You've been shot. Oh, <laughs> it's nice. It's you know, it's fantasy. Indeed. But um, so this computer sits Logan down. From what I recall, with a couple of other people in the room, and this computer is like, "Hi, Logan. Um, I need you to do me a favor." Okay, I need you to go undercover as a runner. Okay, so I need you to, like, 
find out where the runners are, what their little secret society is, infiltrate it, and basically they've got this um, Egyptian symbol okay. and yeah. it, it means sanctuary. So we need you to find sanctuary. Don't know why. Maybe we want to colonize it like it's our new Mars. Don't know. We're not told. We just we just know that this computer yeah. wants to find sanctuary and it's Logan's job. And Logan is like, cool. Okay, well, how do I pretend to be a runner? And he, she's like, put your weird crystal in my hole. And he's like, okay, robot. <laughs> Buy me dinner first. And then she like steals four years of his fucking life. So he starts flashing. And he's like, yo, am I going to get those back? And she's like, no. Well, she doesn't say anything. That. Does she? And yeah. you're like... What the fuck? So what does that mean? Like, why have you just stolen four years from Logan without promising that you're going to give it? Like, what the fuck? Like, hello, villain alert. Uh, why would he do that for you now? Um, and then she's like, he's like, what if I need backup or help? Can I tell anyone? And she's like, tell no one that you're on this mission. And I'm like, that is so counterproductive to your mission, lady robot. Because immediately someone sees him trying to run away and is like what the fuck are you doing logan and he can't tell them that he's undercover because he's in front of all the people he's trying to run with and so then the other guy's like well now i have to hunt you down and kill you and if he'd succeeded in that the robot lady would be left sanctuaryless well, maybe that's the so problem. really why was everyone not briefed on what logan was about to do what? so they knew to like let him get away Isn't with this it the like... problem with any double agent story ever <laughs> but um yeah so he's on his own when she tells him because he's what he's done he's 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 noticed the unk and that's another thing i remember from this film i remember later on in life doing egyptian history and they talked about the Ankh as a symbol of life. I thought, Logan's run. So, so yeah. my first experience of Egyptology, this completely out of context thing, where she's got it round her <laughs> neck upside down. And one of the runners had had the symbol on them as well. So he'd put all this mm. evidence in the little evidence bowl thing. And that's what I'd done. And, and somebody had talked about Sanctuary, I think. So he was just asking the questions. And, she, and the computer goes, hello. Got a right old mug here. Right, Logan. As, <laughs> as Emily described, I'm setting you up for a huge fall. But please find out, because, again, if you listen to the commentary, and I guess this comes from the book, they always seem to be a thousand... I shouldn't have to no, read the No, they seem the to be a thousand in... people short, and I agree. This should this should be... This should be much more obvious. And it also makes you wonder, that place isn't that big. Is yeah. it that fucking hard to go and have a look? <laughs> a thousand people are missing. Um... Over, over the years, even if 10 people went missing, you should be able to search every inch of that place. Because how many people live there? Oh, I think we I think we know. I think a number is given up. But it's it's a few tens of thousands. It's not... Yeah. <coughs> you know, it's, it's small enough that all the roads can be single track. Yeah, yeah? literally. And, and, and yeah, and, and so we, it, it's not hard. It's so bizarre and then just to come off that the thousand runners that run away are we to believe that some of them do escape or do they all get trapped in that weird <coughs> well we'll get we'll get there because that's another thing <laughs> like, we've got a few what the let, fuck is let's that? get out of this city first we were a long way off that because yeah. there's some other weird shit going on like shall we talk about the cathedral where yes where juvenile delinquents live but apparently, 
are kind of allowed to live there until they're about 16. It's we like be... West Side Story, yeah. but like <clears throat> they're like 14 and like they just hang out there being feral. Feral <laughs> <laughs> until until they're ostracized because they come of age and they have to return to like civilized society, whatever that looks like. Well, yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure there's something. There. <laughs> but that was just really weird because they go there, they meet some woman who's a runner who also is the voice of the computer. By the way, that actress was had two roles. Yeah. Um, Logan saves her, even though he's not really sure yet whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, whether he's double agent or or whatever. I'm not sure throughout the entire movie if Logan's a good guy, a bad guy, Mm. a double agent or not. But then she gets shot 30 seconds later. What a waste of my fucking time. (laughs) I hate things that do. I hate films and TV shows that spend 15 minutes doing something that they reverse three seconds later. I don't yeah. mind her dying eventually, but give us a scene in between or something. <laughs> give us a second. But then it is it is quite pacey, which I was quite pleased with. Because I think if they tried any more exposition, it would have made the movie oh, drag. Oh, for sure. So, so the good thing is, we get so, the general yeah. idea. The general idea is one of... Um, it's either old people having a fear of young people, or... Mm-hmm. Or, or it's some kind of reaction to free love and things like that that would have happened in the 60s, which the world started to reject in the 70s. So you can read a lot of sociological mm-hmm. messages that maybe we're thinking about it too hard. But that bit made no sense because they start off out, go to the cathedral. I don't even remember why. Right, I think what because they're chasing the runner, Logan's been told to target That's the right. runner. But why does Jenny Agger to di- hang, hang around with him? So Jenny, he's already with Jenny Agatha. She was taking him to the mall to get killed by her runner That's friends. That's right, yes. And then he gets the call and she goes with him. So they infiltrate the cathedral to find the runner. The scene is there so Francis can witness Logan letting the runner go, gotcha. establishing Logan as a Judas, and for then Francis to kill the runner, establishing Francis as our villain of the piece. But it, and and it, on top of that, it does a little bit of world building by being like, "Hey, look at all these cool cats and kittens chilling with their bronze-looking crystals in the feral cathedral." Mm. Anyway, let's return to like the shiny mall yeah. and visit the plastic yeah. surgeon. Yeah. So again, so again, I'd like you to explain this to me. I might have to ask your dad. That's fine. <laughs> so, why does he decide to have his? Because I know he saw he saw another Sandman earlier in the film who'd been cut up by somebody in the cathedral and then he said you'll have to get your face changed i don't know why you'd have to get your face changed you're wearing a fucking sandman outfit so it's a joke that one he's like hey get your face changed while you're there and he's like good one you shit but but why Um, why is logan going there the runner why why is logan going so the run at the beginning of the movie they chase a runner yeah. down and they shoot him eventually. And they and see that he's they had realize a face when change. they do the identity, he's recently had a face change, whether that's in uh, an attempt to help him escape yeah, 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 yeah. or not. That is the only reason so I can is... give you, bec- other than we need to meet the Doctor I've... and the Charlie's Angel, I've because got... I don't I know. know. <laughs> it, makes se- it makes sense. What he's, he's, just, he's just doing the next bit of his investigation. The fact that Jenny Agatha is hanging around with him is just a bit odd. 
and and it's it's sus for everyone because he goes there and the doctor is like hey hello sandman let's get your face patched up hang out with my charlie's angel and then to jenny akita he's like oh my fucking god what are you doing like i'm trying to run a secret fucking deal here but then i still don't understand i don't understand if he has a deal where he patches up people that are trying to run in order like for free or whatever to to help them escape but anyone can get a face change at any point so it's not exactly a suspicious activity that needs to go underground and why could they and then have he gets a, job? a phone call why could they have from a job a, right no one's got a job yeah. apart from the killers the sand men and the doctor and his assistant who not only have a job they have sparkly costumes they have such sparkly costumes. They're so pretty. Um, I love them so much. I love that whole space, that plastic surgery space, that salon. Like, I just really love the aesthetic of it. But then it doesn't make sense because then he gets a phone call from someone saying something and then all of a sudden he's trying to kill Logan. And I'm like, wait, what? I thought... Yeah. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> yeah, and and and, and you have pointed out also here we have a not quite pre-fame, but sort of one of the first film um, film roles for Farrah Fawcett Majors, as she was then. She was married to Lee mm. Majors then, so she hasn't yet become a Charlie's Angel. That's later that year, but she is right. known for TV work. I I thought so because I've seen her in Charlie's Angels, and then I watched her in Logan's Run yesterday, and I was like, she gets better at acting yeah so she's only in the first season she's of Charlie's not great Angels, here. I think. no but but, she, yeah. but she's a thing she's been on tv she's tv famous but she's not she becomes an icon in a couple of years because <laughs> of charlie's angels and and some other things but she's probably best known for being lee major's wife at this stage Ew. um but she also you know she, she, she she's american the the doctor is played by the um he's the son of the film director Who's also, who's also <laughs> English. So so she's basically one of our first. <laughs> well, I suppose Francis is American as well, isn't he? But um, yeah, yeah, we've got a little bit of glamour. Yeah, not that, Je- not that Jenny yeah. isn't glamorous, but Farrah is, you know, back home gorgeous, right? Very. She's uh, you know, she she she's a classic American blonde, but she's blonde. Yeah. is basically what we're saying. <laughs> we are, yeah, we're, we're saying she she fits a certain type of a particularly seventies person. <laughs> and I wanted more from her character because I found it fascinating that once we have this struggle and they escape, they go to the place where the sort of secret runners meeting is held and she turns up and she's like, hey, everyone who's in my secret club with me, the doctor's dead because of these reasons and everything sucks. And I was like, cool she's one of them like i wanted more from her character she just sort of turns up cries and then dies and i was like that's such a shame she is is a gateway to stop the runners killing logan so she she legitimizes logan because she says she saw well she saw him hit francis so she thinks he must be legit 20 seconds later Battle of the Sandmen, all, all the fuckers are dead. Yeah. This is this is the worst secret society ever. Because, <laughs> so bad. because pretty much everyone knows who's in it. They all end up. They all. Uh, we we don't actually hear of a successful runner. Um, even the ones that might get out the city, we're pretty sure we're going to find out about in a minute. That this this is this is the worst. I mean, I guess how would they know? 
they don't get to read and the history the of secret societies well. and escaping and stuff but yeah and this is the thing like francis is a really interesting character if we consider the society that is logan's runs world as a almost religious way of That's life exactly what he i've written in my notes is, yes he's like hardcore big fan big fan of that believes in all that he thinks people get renewed and if they don't it's because they weren't worthy big fan of the carousel doesn't question anything ever and and, and logan semi questions things at the beginning well, so we believe that he, he sways the other side he says something really important he says something along the line i'm paraphrasing have you ever seen anyone been renewed and that yeah. is the kind of question i i don't know if you're religious but i'm i'm a dyed-in-the-wool atheist i find organized religion and religion stupid and i can't understand why anyone <laughs> believes in it so i'm sorry if your audience are but that, that that's where i come from and that is exactly the question well have you seen any of these miracles have you seen any of this have you any evidence of anything that you believe in or are you taking it all on faith and then that my lack of faith and is what's actually being that's... religious and that's what francis yeah. francis is utmost faith he has no reason to disbelieve it and they're all a member of this cult otherwise you wouldn't put yourself up for being killed this is the thing and 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 yeah religion is entire i'm not religious myself but I, I know lots of people who are and and it is it is it is a faith and it's i'm almost um jealous mm. of them uh for for their faith um i think it's really lovely that they have that in their lives and um yeah it's great but and it, it is it is faith and belief and that's really lovely and that's what francis has with this system and then and, and it's, it's such a brilliant through line with his character so then we have to believe that there's a good percentage of these people that just fundamentally turn away from not only the religion but the religion it's very medieval in that mm. the religion almost dictates the society so they're like well actually even though i have no evidence that when my bleepy crystal goes black i don't just instantly die anyway i want to try so it's almost like the opposite of what we know to be religion we're like when you die you die and there's no evidence of heaven but the lovely belief is that there is a heaven and if you believe and if you are good you will get there this is like you will go to the carousel and potentially get renewed but maybe you won't and that's the he the heaven is that maybe you do just Maybe you don't die. That didn't make. Does that no, make it, sense? No, it does make sense. So it's probably got <laughs> almost more in common with Buddhism when you've got the thoughts of reincarnation and recycling and things like that. But it's you know mm. it's not necessarily this is not necessarily a criticism of of judo Christianity. Um, it's just that it's about the faith, and I get it's absolutely what you mean by it's lovely that people have faith and i have a jealousy of that it's a delusion mm. but it's a delusion which enables you to get up every morning and do good things and be a good person it's only bad when that delusion makes you do bad things yeah but in this case like anything absolutely yeah. and, and, and you know it doesn't have to be religion you anyone can have a delusion which makes them do anything but in this case it is like a religion and, and that's the that's what i actually see this film as a that's its strongest thing that it's critiquing is religion because this place is a cult there's no there's, 
no two ways but about it. But only we know that. These people have no evidence right. that there is life beyond 30. Uh, they have absolute, absolutely no absolute. evidence of We don't that. know how they got so there. So these bizarre people are, seem to think that we automatically sympathise with because we're like, obviously there's life beyond 30, assuming nothing dreadful happens to you. Like, I don't know, being strung up and shot in a carousel public <laughs> execution. But to them... They have absolutely no evidence that they're going to survive. They could get five minutes outside the walls and drop dead. But what they've done is they've not given their chance of... Yeah. They've not been given a chance to potentially be no, renewed. They've given up that there's no, potential There's no reason renewal. to disbelieve. You've got this yeah. perfect life. So it's really interesting mm. that these people so ardently... That, that runners are a thing, that they are not only a thing, they're a thing that there needs to be a faction of people employed to stop them. Mm. So who was it that planted that seed that twisted that little token in the doll's house of the society that people are like, well, maybe there is life beyond 30 because otherwise there's no, there's no reason they should think that but there's but there is. enough but so, of reason that sand men need to exist being human so what happened there so being you know I, you know i i don't believe in religion but i have a you know i get those moments in the middle of the night where i'm scared of death and and, <laughs> and so that fear of mortality whatever you believe or disbelieve right. could be enough of a seed for someone to think i don't want to die that, i mean it doesn't even look nice dying in carousel right you're blown up no. Yeah. You have to wear a horrible costume. I would look awful in that yeah, outfit. I'd be like, a hockey please, mask and this a is my like death day. Please, can I wear something flattering? Yeah, I mean, like, well, it does <laughs> look so like gross. one bit. It looks like they're all in a leotard. They're all in like a one-piece mm. white leotard with a flame decoration and Jason masks with hoods up. Then they have to float around on wires and then get shot in the face. Also, is there a carousel rehearsal where they know to synchronise their like cloak pulling off and stepping to the side? Because they do stuff in unison a lot at the beginning. Like I, it's a ritual. I'm assuming Is there like a rehearsal? I, there must be. It must be like, you know, like... um. Come to your death day like rehearsal. Like a wedding, a wedding, like a friend, a friend yeah. of mine converted to Judaism and to, to marry his, his now wife. And he had to go to Friday night lessons every, every week for a year. Oh. I imagine it's like that. The last year, yeah. you've probably got Friday night temple where you're learning how to do, <laughs> um, how, how to go through you're, carousel. You're tailored for your little leotard and you choose out your mask. They're all the same. And, yeah, it, it, I mean, we didn't really talk about the carousel. I mean, it's a remarkable piece of art, mm. but the whole thing just makes no freaking sense because human nature will criticise it. And how has it taken so long for a Sandman and there's, to criticise it? This is the thing. There's no one to stop you. There's If everyone turned around and was like... I don't believe in this anymore. I don't want to die in the carousel. And all the Sandman stopped as well. There's no body of people or thing to step in and ensure that the consequences are played out, which is another thing that's so interesting. They're all just trapped in this little circular lie that... But let me let, let me posit just... something else to you, right? So most times when, when there is a system in place and people rebel against it, 
the people that tend to rebel against it are those that are feeling oppressed by it yeah so mm. so you know if there's if there's an authoritarian society that the 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 huddled masses will rise up and um, rebel against it very rarely do um you know e even in in British history you know it was it was people rebelling against the king because of what he was doing to them you know there was a figure of somebody to rebel against an authoritarian figure and there's always haves mm. and have nots here everyone's a have right everyone can yeah. have no one wants for anything you can have as much sex as you like as much drugs as you like as much food as it, you it's like it's not like brave new world no. where one of you's an alpha and, that, and one of and, you's like a beta and there's nothing there's no class system there's no hierarchy exactly. there's sand men who who really just have a job like that's what they have to leave it's carousel of, early to go shoot someone like that's not one fair. or two jobs you seem to have you can work in plastic surgery yeah. or you can or you can work as a <laughs> sand man right everyone else has nothing to do and actually if you had nothing else to do all day apart from wander around in what apparently is nylon outfits which <laughs> that chafes man um maybe dying at 30 ain't so bad well because if you don't have anything to rebel a... against or, or, or live for mm. beyond the basic needs that are met on a daily basis. You can, it's, we'll go on to the sexual liberation, but it's a very sexually liberated place in my opinion. Mm. Um, and they are living in a utopia. And the only reason, like everything, the only time that you see something for being bad is when you're given another option. And really... There isn't another option. There's only an option here by accident. And whilst we may be like, well, lovely, now you can all thrive in the countryside and die of mosquito bites and drown in the water and, you know, whatever. You're all free to live, blah, blah, blah. I've skipped to the end there. But also, <laughs> I'm always looking at this and I'm like, I would just turn around and go back into the bubble. Like, <laughs> there's food in the bubble. Food. I don't want to have to pick the shit off. Sex, and... sex without love, without yeah. sex without kids. I'm not saying it's all about sex, but this film does feel like sex is a big part of it. Yeah, it does. It does feel like that. And again, I think we're meant to look on that as a bad thing. We're meant to look on that and be like, they make a very big deal of like, oh, they find a gravestone and it says beloved husband and beloved wife. So they're taught to read. What does that mean? And then they learn and they're like, well, that's lovely. What a wonderful thing. And you're like, I don't necessarily think there was ever anything against that in your society. You just didn't well, do that... it because you didn't have time long enough. And you didn't, yeah, you didn't, you didn't have those institutions to, you know, if, if you didn't have an institution of marriage which, had, which existed within your society, you, why would you even think about it, yeah? So biologically yeah. we're not designed to be monogamous yeah men are designed to do you know you you know the concept of of romantic love men and women i would like, exactly yes but you but know the concept I... of romantic love is a fairly recent invention in the human psyche right it, it's very very recent people back in 400 years ago yeah, didn't have but... that um so but 
but I, I think I think it probably did exist, um, even if just slightly. And the same thing happens in Logan's Run. If you want, you know where she, Jenny Agatha turns up at Logan's apartment like twice. She knows where he lives. If she wants to knock on his door and have sex with him for the next twelve years, she, could. she can do that. Could, yeah. So in theory, they're in a relationship. It's just not called it's a not relationship. It's not codified as a relationship as we understand it. And that could, it doesn't make any difference because you know your time's up in six years and anyway. That must happen all the time. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. happening between R two between between um, Jessica and and Logan is surely not some unique mutation of society. This yeah. is something which must have happened once or twice that in the previous two hundred years. Um, and that's that's one of the things I struggle with is that we we get Francis's opinion. So Francis is a true believer, and and you're mm. right. He has no reason not to believe. There's nothing. There's nothing to make him doubt the worldview he has and the worldview that everyone lives by, and and he's not mm-hmm. lacking for anything. In fact, he's even got a better life because he can run around and shoot people, yeah. Mm. So which which is you know a bit better than most people just seem to be walking around and doing nothing. Yeah. It's the um, what we don't hear is a real discussion from the people that are the runners. Because either they're shot yeah. or they're shot within 20 seconds of meeting them. So we never mm-hmm. really hear why they... We have to say, oh, I don't want to die. Yeah, that, that's a pretty good fucking reason. It's a pretty but, good reason, yeah. you know, they've managed to set up some kind of society and they blazonly carry around a um, the Ankh symbol, which, of course, is similar to the fish symbol of the early Christians under Roma, Roman times. You know, there, there's there's little, mm-hmm. little hints here. But at least with those, those early Christians you understood that there was a prophet that they were following, that there was there was some writings. You know, that... There was some sort of leader and understanding and narrative to it, that... whereas here it's, it is just seems to be the fear of mortality mm. driving it. Which is a it. pretty strong, you know, pretty <laughs> strong thing, but we don't ever have a discussion with them. No one, no one lives. And a lot of people, that doesn't kick in because mm. not everyone's a runner. There's 15 people in that carousel that turned up to rehearsals every week and then went in on the big day, did their little boogie in the sky that, and then got shot. I assume that happens every day. I thought it happened like once a week or once every two weeks because at the beginning it's carousel, it's like Capricorn 19. Oh, and you're right. And then when right. we come back yes. at the end, it's like Capricorn something you're else. You're right. So, so it, happens, um, it happens fairly regularly. And again... Because fuck me, I, w- I wouldn't want to go every day. It's like, oh, are you going to go to the carousel today? It's like, no, I've been for the last three fucking days. There's only so many times well, I can watch people like, else to do. arduously get raised up into the... But this is the thing as well. Is there a thing in the book? I don't know. But it feels like almost, if we're talking about romantic love and all of these things and living this life, is there like a drug in the water supply that suppresses everyone's emotions, which is why people are able to just dilly-dally through life very happily, shopping, getting a new face, fucking a person, and then going to carousel. Like, there's no erratic emotions. That would make sense. So I haven't read the book, although I am really keen on picking it up. Because... Yeah, me too. I just worry that it'll be so different that I, I'll be like, this isn't Logan's no, I right. think I think there is. I think actually to the film's detriment, they might be include too much. We'll get to that in a second. Mm. Um, that, but, <laughs> um, but you know, the, the premise is slightly different. So then everyone dies at 21, which I can't believe you could build a society mm-hmm. on. But I have to believe no. that you're right, that there's something in the water supply. There's something that's keeping people docile and only interested yeah. in the pursuit of pleasure. Because, you know, 
we know there are people that aren't interested in those things and how you got there might not be to do with um nurture but might actually be to do with nature so have they have they do they is there genetic engineering going on here so that and i feel there must be because i know it's the 1970s and i know it's the western british and american world but this world is essentially entirely white non-disabled like able-bodied white people just everywhere yeah and well, yeah, apart from one black man, but we'll get to him apart in a second. Um, we'll get to but, him. <laughs> and, but actually, even in other films of the 70s, there will be not a token black person, but there will be represent, especially American films. And this is, yeah. although he's got an English director and two English main stars, three English main stars, if you include Peter Ustinov, who I guess counts as English. But, but whatever mm. it is, you know, it is an American film. But you would get black people, Asian people. They just wouldn't be the leads, yeah? Um, yeah. So it is a very white society. So again, what does that mean? Is Has it been... Has someone made a choice about that? Mm. As in, within this society, has the robot made a choice as to what they want their society to look like? Because also, everyone's hot. Like, everyone is just hot. For the 70s. <laughs> and... <laughs> no, they, they, they are. Um, there are I, don't, I didn't see any fat people, short people. No. I saw badly dressed people, like in the cathedral. <laughs> Lots of them. <laughs> but, but everybody who was in the, the last two strata of life was not unattractive was not yeah. on the edges of looking a little bit different. So there's got to be genetic engineering. There's got, and, and you know, it would make a great TV show. Oh, no, they did that. Oh, and, God, I was thinking but, that the whole the, time. And I was like, not, the, not now. Wait, because right now people are taking old stuff and making it shit. They're just making it not what it is. Take the original book of Logan's Run. Take the movie. Combine the two. Have someone that's really passionate about the source material and a great cast that cares. And do like a Mandalorian yeah, type TV show where everyone's on board with it. Don't just try and hash it out to get lovers of the book in and new audiences in and make a sort of yeah. weird mess on sky that everyone's don't, a bit um, like i mean three stars it's fine I don't 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 westworld it where you take which is another film from this era as well which is another film i could have bought yeah up. see i really loved season yeah. one season of one westworld. of westworld was fine yeah i, I, I didn't it, watch any of the other i wasn't i was i no longer needed to know any more didn't care yeah I was like, and, also, and i was always <laughs> watching it against the Oh, I see what they're doing here against Westworld the film. See what mm-hmm. they're doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and and but it was fine. It was a. I just that's why I like the new Watchmen TV show. It's nine episodes. We're done. We've told yeah, our great. we've told our story. Really interesting story. We've tied it into history. We've tied it into the comic books. Um, we've ignored the film. Um, but really, really <laughs> well done. Something like that. Just a nine, ten episode yeah. HBO take the concept run with it flesh out some bits of society yeah just this is the thing i want to know more but i don't want you to ruin yeah. it by telling me but more. i will Do you know i'm like a bit wary yeah. about knowing now more. the book I, I will read i will try and track down the book although the sequels mm. to the book make me make suggest there's a there's a wider world out there so i know one of the one of the books is about 
they are after space. Oh. So they're yeah, in, they're yeah in the... I know one of the books is like Jenny Alexander is kidnapped and he has to find her, and I'm like, that's not a no, story. No, but the, the world building's what's interesting. This is a really fascinating exactly. central concept, right? That that yeah. as a as a as as a I don't know how old I was when I actually saw this, but as a as a <laughs> nine or ten year old, thirty's a long way away, mm-hmm. and. There are boobs to see that aren't Jenny Agatha's, but you know this is this is fascinating. And then when I got to thirty, that was my most difficult birthday. Everyone always it, says that. Don't say that. Mine's this I, year. And watching Logan's Run, I was like, oh no, it's like when I watched the Hunger I do Games. Hope, I do hope. When you watch the Hunger Games, you're fine because you're like, hell yeah, I'm too old for the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> But then you're watching Logan's Run and you're like, shit, 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 shit. I, 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 I you know, I, I'm not big on birthdays. But I'm not big on the on the, especially on those sort of um, uh, keynote birthdays, the 16s, the 18s, the mm-hmm. 21s, 25, 30, 40, 50, 60s, and so on. I, I hate those days. But my 30th birthday, mm-hmm. even though when I was 30, my my first daughter was one year old, I was probably in the best place in all sorts of aspects of my life, in my career, in my relationships, in you know, being a father for the first time. It was a great time. Mm-hmm. I was never more depressed than on my 30th birthday. And I think I blame this film for that, for putting into my head... Um, I'm, I'm gonna... In the back of your head, you're like, this is the beginning of the end. <laughs> well, I've got to the end of the day. And, 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 and that's yeah. it. And if anyone wants me... Well, uh, you know, if it's... I'm going to be taken out back now. <laughs> Shot bolt through the head like a horse <laughs> no um it, it, it it's it is and, and and they did make a tv show of it but the tv show if i remember rightly was more like the planet of the apes tv show where basically logan and after mm-hmm. after replaying the movie basically in the first double episode and the season and it was cancelled part of the way through um right. it was they would do things like they'd meet people there's was, there's was one episode where logan and jessica meet a two tribes of people who are completely opposite in personality and then they split into two people with good and bad personalities it's that kind of routine sci-fi sunday uh, you know just shit star trek basically exactly and it was nothing to do really with the central concept Mm. of the show apart from there was a character called logan and a character called jessica um yeah but if they did it, yeah, if HBO took it on, not nine, <laughs> ten episodes and fleshed out the world, gave us a couple more characters, but explained to us how things were happening and just ended it with them escaping. Exactly. I'm done. Finish. And I like that it's 30. I like that the age is 30, not 21. Because mainly because I love that Michael York is clearly like thirty-five. I did. I did. It's like, oh no, my thirtieth birthday is coming. It's like you're more on the side of pushing forty. I didn't Michael. check that, <laughs> but interestingly, I think Jenny Act is only about nineteen when she made this. Oh, probably. So, so she, she she's but, playing um, a lot younger than her age, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, and... But then it's it's more interesting because then you can cast. I want you to cast twenty-something-year-old actors. Mm. Because that, that's, that's I don't why they, want to watch sixteen-year-olds. That's why they changed it in the film, by the way, to thirty, because yeah. they they realised you couldn't get that many twenty-one-year-olds. You know, you, you, the ones yeah. that we did meet in the cathedral aren't the greatest actors mm-hmm. in the world, are they? <laughs> no, not at but, all. but you, but he wouldn't stand up. Um, How would that, you know? 
there's a maturity you might reach at 18, 19. You couldn't keep a society going if, if, if as soon as someone reached some level of fucking maturity, they got to be killed. It would be, like you say, it'd be like West Side Story, wouldn't it? And, like, does... So the Doctor indicated that he was a lot older than he looked because he did his own face. Ah, yeah. He still looked like he was 35. But does he get... He has a skill now. He has a, he has a useful trade for this society. Does that mean he gets to extend his life or live longer? Or does he get carted out and replaced by someone who we didn't see who was out back training? Or Farah Fawcett takes his role? Or, or, or is like, admin so bad... That if your face doesn't match your, cigar, just... your security card, it doesn't update your crystal. Did he have a crystal? I assume he did. Yeah, he showed he showed his crystal, and then Michael York said, "Ah, oh, your own work, I presume." And he said, "Yes." And I was like, ah, "Oh, he's... so he can do something." They're meant to be talking about how he looks younger than he actually is, even though this actor looks like he's nearly forty. So are we <laughs> saying that the crystal itself has a has it, the the changes it makes are purely geological? nothing electronic or connected to the computer so if you can but then why yeah none of yeah i don't think we should press this point too hard because (laughs) it's not gonna it does not stand up under any scrutiny whatsoever also it's a very 70s idea of what a computer is (laughs) absolutely and a, a very 70s idea of a dystopian future they're like what if you had to die at 30 End of thought process. Let's start writing the book. And we're here in this like mil- Tolkien universes, Marvel Cinematic Universes, so much extra heavy weighted information about these worlds. And we're like scrutinizing poor little Logan's Run world where it's just like, we just thought it'd be cool if you died at 30. Stop thinking about <laughs> it. And we're it. like, but have you considered we're this? We're going to rip it apart for the next two hours, whether you like it or not. <laughs> I'm, it's gonna happen. We haven't even left the fucking building yet. We haven't even left the building yet. We got so long to go. Oh man. Um, clean up. Can I just talk about clean up? Oh, so when cold. the Sandmen kill a runner, they have really nice outfits. By the way, I love the Sandman look. Like that's a good simple Halloween costume if you're looking for also, one for next year. Also, incredibly similar to a sweatshirt I had mm. in the nineties, and. So you remember Ooh. the old hoodie cult? Well, you won't remember, but <laughs> in the 90s, we had like baggy um, stone roses, Happy Mondays, sort of baggy mm-hmm. sweatshirts. Grungy. But there was also sweatshirts with these. So the Sandman's got like the, the grey bar across a black, yeah? Mm. I had a sweatshirt like that. I was a Sandman in the clubs of Portsmouth <laughs> in 1991, and I didn't know it. <laughs> And and watching it again so you've last it, week, well, I just thought, oh my god, I literally had that shirt. Did I buy that shirt because of the memory? I don't think so. I think I bought it because it was in that kind of sweatshirty style that we had. But most people would have had purple, and there'd have been some kind of sort of Mexicana sort of patterning on it, or something like that, and a hood. But yeah, I definitely had a shirt just like that, and I am going to go back Amazing. through my photographs. Which are physical items, yeah. not electronic ones, that 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 might show me <laughs> as a Sandman. It's got to exist, and I can say. Oh my God! Yes, yeah, send it. If along I find if, you if find I find it. it, you'll be the first person I show. But yes. um, it's such a good outfit. But they so they shoot this runner eventually, 
And then they're like, uh, ready for cleanup. Thank you. And then these people, again, who are they? Where do they it's live? It's another job. What are they called? Sorry, you get Sandman, what? plastic surgeon, <laughs> cleaner, or acid bearing body remover. <laughs> Indiana Jones picking up the Jesus mug. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the like Ark of the Covenant style. Yeah, not not Yeah, because but but they've got fantastic. <laughs> they've got like these flying unicycles. Which are the best special effects of the movie. It actually it actually doesn't look naff. Which even even on Blu-ray, it doesn't look like what it is. It <laughs> looks like we are in the future. Mm. And these people sort of come down on these sort of almost drone type they're stood up and they're sort of drone type things. And I thought they would pick the body up and carry it away for cleaning. Yeah. Silly me. They like spray it like they're cleaning some shit off the sidewalk and i was like mm, okay well what's gonna happen is it just gonna disappear oh my sweet summer child this is the 70s they clearly got john carpenter in or whoever to like wh- whoever that person is to come in and just like fiddle around with plasticine for like two hours and be like, there you go, that's a corpse. Because it's disgusting. He, like, disintegrates into this, like, mess. And that is... And then disintegrates again. For 1976. That's pretty disappears. fucking hardcore. But... It was so... It really took me aback. I was like, la, 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 la. Lovely, fun society. Weird carousel enjoyment. But that's the vibe, I guess. And, oh, God, what is that? It's like... Like, it's really horrible. What if Morph had a really bad chemical reaction and, and disintegrated in front of you? Broke Tony Hart's heart. But, yeah, it was... It was but you raise an important point. Again, I hadn't thought this through. This is a job that someone's got. How often are they called upon? To... And it must be frequently. To, for it to be a job... Because there must be so many runners. I don't see anybody else... With a flying so why fucking is the unicycle. Society yeah. It's weird. Not bigger. Why is there not fifty percent of people? Why has there not been more of an uprising? Why when they come back and scream is not like at least two people going, Well actually I'd been having these thoughts myself because lots of us clearly do because you're employed to deal with us. But anyway, we'll get to that um, <laughs> again, <laughs> probably. But mainly just the cleanup is gross. And another reason why I was like, this is not a 3pm Saturday. It, like, it is a 3pm Saturday movie, except that bit and, and Jenny Agatha's Well, it's just her boobs, <laughs> let's be honest about it. There's also, so we did skip a bit. There's also quite, um, so when, when we do the Tinder scene, where... where so, yes. so he's coming and also Michael York says on the commentary he's still got that bathrobe he says Love he doesn't it. wear it very often and I think he's been, he's been dryly <laughs> English but he still has it in his wardrobe I love it. It's great. It's like a oversized poncho that someone I, clearly threw together at the last Because you could not only wear it. So in the current world where I'm working from home 24-7 for the last 11 months I would quite enjoy the freedom of that outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I could I could not really get dressed but be totally covered on webcam. Yeah. And also 
if I found myself at the top of a mountain, I could do that sort of sky soups flying squirrel thing down it as well and get down <laughs> faster. It's a multi-purpose thing. But but he does it. Poncho. And the first thing he does is um, a man comes, chest open and a bit camp, and basically suggests like, you know, and Michael York just... Do you want and Michael me? York goes, no, not today. And, and then Jenny Agatha comes next, who didn't really want to be in the fucking... The, the circuit, they call it, don't they? And yeah, so basically, when we talk about Tinder, Michael York is at home, and he picks up a remote control, and there's, like, a gap in his wall in his apartment. And he, and he basically swipes right on this remote control, and the man sort of emerges, and he's like, do you want me? And Michael York's like, mm, thank you, but no literally swipes he disappears and Jenny Agatha appears and he's like cool I'll have you and then she talks about putting herself in the circuit mm. so I don't know whether that's just you put yourself in we assume this circuit is you just make your way around all the houses that are using the remote I, control I assumed it was like a teleporter yeah. but I think you're right it's not is it it's just every house must have a have this thing you just walk around I think it is a teleporter so they've got a fucking you, teleporter you as well teleport. they've got teleport but they don't use it for anything useful because they've still got cars they just use it to summon people to have sex with who who you know brilliant that you you have to put yourself in the circuit mm. so you have to consent to this it's not like a slave sex trade where Pe- like you're a c-grade person in your green outfit you must be put in the circuit to pleasure the sandmen it's not no, that no. you can this choose is, to live your life consensual. and never go in the circuit utterly consensual which is and, but, brilliant but she, he also says it's to her so good when she says she's not interested because she gets cold feet which must also happen because she's questioning her life yeah and because he was a mm-hmm. sandman i think that really put her off because um, mm-hmm. his poncho, of course, is in Sandman colours. All his gear, all yes. his gear is in Sandman colours. Um, <laughs> but he says to her, oh, do you prefer women? So, and she says, no, no, it's not that. But that's too, in that scene, that's yeah. too, not directly saying homosexual stuff, but that wouldn't be on to BBC TV at 3pm in 1976. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I read up about this a little bit because I was so interested in it. And a, it, it was a it was a bigish Hollywood movie, and so for them to blatantly turn around and be like, not only does homosexuality exist, but it is positive, it is okay, and our main character is down with it. Because I always read that as he clicked the button and the first thing that turned up was a man. Because there's just no option because you can do whatever you want which well, is it's, very liberating it's not an issue. and it was michael york that turns him down but then i read somewhere they were like no i think he opted for a man first didn't like the the man that turned up because he's a bit weird and then goes to the next person who then was a woman yeah which is so much more positive than i always read it and i found that brilliant it is it is it's because there's I, and i believe we'll talk about the orgies maybe we should get to the orgy scene but the orgy (laughs) scene is i think as originally planned was going to be a lot more um open and and apparently they filmed a lot more but only the five minutes survives they didn't keep it but it was going to play on that even more that people 
there just wasn't this concept of because there's no such thing as husband and wife, yeah. There's mm-hmm. no, you know, and and you will notice a lot of same-sex people seem to be going around together. So it's just is, but I think that is a deliberate decision on the filmmakers. Yeah, it's not it's not rammed down your throat. But it's yeah. also not viewed with any kind of stigma, the... like Midnight Cowboy or something, something else that wouldn't have been on the TV on three o'clock in the afternoon on BBC. <laughs> um, but it's 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 a very open, and we we do start to get that in the seventies, but only in only in some films. There is queer cinema and stuff does exist at this time, but it's not on BBC mm-hmm. One at three p.m. instead of the Grand Prix. <laughs> yeah. But no, exactly. And it, it just shows the world for, again, the only downside to this world seems to be that you die at 30. And even then, you've lived a very leisurely life doing whatever you want with whomever you want. And then you just have to give up your life at 30 because because that's another thing, because the babies seem to have been, they're like, Michael York indicated, like, that is my child because they took my seed and it was birthed by a woman. And then when they go to the carousel, yeah, there's a conversation you're about one of those two. how like, <laughs> is it one of them? Yeah. And he's like, I, I don't know. I've lost But we don't see any pregnant women. Whatever. So do you get special treatment if you're well, like birthed I wondered, the nation? I wondered if you took your seed and they took her eggs and they went and they didn't, they, and, oh, and, and they, they just gestated them yeah. out, out, outside. So no one has to be pregnant because so, I didn't see a pregnant person no. ever. No, and and of course, if we think about the genetic engineering possibilities, that mm. would make sense, wouldn't it? That that. So then that's another job. Someone has to be in the lab, putting the crystals in the babies, making the babies, also, sorting the also, babies. You know, if a man needs to give the seed, what's arousing him enough to do it when to, to go and do it into a into a um into a little glass jar? In this world, there is no inhibition. You have—I don't know. I, I, there's so many questions, Emily. So many yeah, questions. Yeah, so many questions. Like, I want a Logan's Run, but from the viewpoint of a woman that has to get pregnant for the society and what happens. Well, that could be a storyline. That. that could be. A, I do hope people with the current rights are listening to this. We've got yeah. ideas. We've got char- so We're developing like... characters for you here. It's such a huge world. You could dedicate five episodes. You could do like a Haunting of Hill House where you do five episodes focusing on five different characters and then it kickstarts with the run and then you have five other episodes of like the run and breaking free and the implications of that and who wants to and who doesn't because also there's no... I mean, they blow up, so there's that. We'll get to that. But... (laughs) (laughs) We'll, um... So yeah, they're just they're, the nightclub scene is very bizarre because to me it felt like it lasted forever and all that was happening is that they were like, look, look how liberated we are. And I was like, no, I got it. And they're like, but look though, we're still in the nightclub and we're in slow motion. I was like, yes, and no, I understand. You're a liberal society. And we're half naked. And they're like, but look though. And I was like, can we please bring the plot back? Because I miss it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. It, it, it's only four or five minutes, but it does feel a long time. It's long. But, it's a long but, time when nothing's happening. And, and it's one of two moments of the film where it, it sort of arty fartiness overtakes it. Mm. Um, the other one being the interrogation scene at the end. But it's utterly irrelevant to the plot. And to be honest with you, completely, 
I'm not really a prude, but that doesn't look like a lot of fun to me. <laughs> it just looks a bit unhygienic. It, it, it does, but I think orgies do in general. I know, I know, <laughs> disappointing your audience here, Emily. But you know, in general, orgies look genu- <laughs> genuinely unhygienic. Period. Uh, <laughs> d- just doing it with sweaty people in a in a nightclub is just layers it's of. Just... There's going to be something sticky on the floor. Like, you just don't want that, really. Yeah, especially if you can just get into your room with a bag of special dust. Exactly. You could get, if you want... (laughs) Flu powder them into your They had four of them in his house. Four's about my limit, I reckon. (laughs) I think, think, yeah, 25, too many. (laughs) Way too many. You wouldn't know what to do. You'd be overwhelmed. Well, I'm scared of spiders, so... Anything with four legs is going to be too much. I'm not asking you to have. <laughs> no, but I'm just thinking, just the number of number of legs around me right, is, the of is legs going to. Too well, much. And I mean legs, not trunks. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think. I think so they get, sorry, carry on. There's too much information. Get, I know. No, Cut yeah, that out. They they get out of this eventually, um, and then yeah, they basically, as we've mentioned about half an hour ago, they they. The Sandmen come, they shoot up the sort of secret society, they use the Ankh to get out, and they get they get out. They get whacked with water, and they get out of the system, as it uh, were. Hang on, and they've they're built in... a door that opens with the Ankh in it. <laughs> Who did this? Who did that? Who did this? Why make it so fucking difficult? Who set that up? Because there's no... Um, there's no heritage in this world you don't have a husband or a wife or a child to pass things on to so how is this being spread there's no person who's like my great grandfather invented this back door and it's our family's duty to help runners on their journey to exit this dome of doom like there's none of that because there's no heritage that, in this society a... so how do people learn about and, it and who says you know how do you learn do they about drop Leaflets? And, and, and the onk lights up, you know. So there's an electronics expert there. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's all sorts of things that. And I think the implication with the doctor's involvement is that there is a sort of underground mm. levels of staff members that are involved in this, which is why a thousand people have been able to be set free. But they never come to the forefront. We don't exit and immediately see a Sandman who's like, oh, hey, what's up? I'm the like guy on the inside that's helping everyone escape. There's like a whole bunch of us. We're called the escape team and we just but help Logan people run. and Francis There's have been Sandmen for at least 10 Ages. years their whole life yeah but let's just say they 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 didn't start killing people till they were um not killing that's so interesting isn't it when michael York's oh yes like, i've never killed that's someone right, in yes. my entire life i forget what phrase he uses but yes he does say that's a very important scene in he's like i i terminate runners right. and again it's just it's meant to be shocking to an audience member like people cheering at the carousel mm. and michael york saying i don't kill people i terminate runners we're meant to be all very sort of like oh what a strange oddball society of weirdos this is look at them and their strange ways but, how, how they, but really how have francis like... and logan at the very least never stumbled across this before and yeah. let's not forget there's hundreds of sand men and this has been going on for hundreds of years and jenny agatha is wearing her arm oh up front and like center. a fucking yeah like like 
Like, it's so obvious. <laughs> and, and you'd think... And it's meant to be secret. And you're like, what the least, fuck are you doing, Jenny? Least secret society ever. But then we are talking about a girl who took her knickers probably, off to stop a train. So... They probably do. <laughs> they get... They put themselves in the in the circuit and they probably are like hello have you heard the word of the escape room we're the secret unk runners would you like an unk and to join us wow. so you don't have to die when Maybe. you hit the... like they probably do that you're probably, like Jehovah's Witnesses but you're probably right that's exactly what she was doing she was <laughs> yeah. going she wasn't going Spreading she wasn't going to have word. sex with anybody she was going to stand on their fucking doorstep and ask them if they heard about the word of god <laughs> and whether and whether they'd like a pamphlet and on on the on how to reach the sanctuary on a really selfish <laughs> religious plan which actually is only for their benefit not yours yeah. oh no that is jehovah's witnessing but yes um <laughs> yeah i think i think you've That's cracked funny. it i wonder if that is the case and i want to watch that scene i want to watch these people like sidle up to people at the fountain and be like Hey, you ever thought of not dying at 30? Don't dob me in if you haven't. But that's, that's the way to do it. If you catch somebody when they want to have sex with you, that lowers yeah. any inhibitions, and you can just say, pillow talk. <laughs> so um, before we have sex, yeah. have you thought about um, not dying at 30? Then we can have sex at 31. And you'll be go, no, what a silly idea, but it's going to play on your mind all day. Because like, yeah. a, like any fetish, find them again. you know, like these fetishes which are related to a circumstance where someone was sexually excited at an unusual time, hence why they're excited by odd things. Every mm-hmm. time you're now wanting to go on the circuit and have sex with strange people, you'll be thinking about, I don't want to die at 30. Yeah, but, and that's how they get you. But then there's so many people there when they hit the secret society. There's so many people there. And I'm like... Why have none of you run? You don't have to wait until well, that, your little crystal starts blinking, that, lads. Leave now. You know where what the door is, is. Yeah, this it's like an underground. It's like the worst. What are you waiting it's for? Like, there should be like one person there with a clipboard, but there's like 20 of them with spears. This is like, occupied doing? France, is it? Where you have to set up a network for people <laughs> to get out. This is like the worst. <laughs> this is the worst underground ever. It it's so funny. I never even considered that there is a literal back door <laughs> to this world, and they're just like, "Oh yeah, you just go through the door," and they're like, "This is easy." <laughs> no wonder there's a thousand people missing. Oh. Like, why do people bother going through the foyer to get shot by us? And there's a fucking back door. Oh, that's brilliant. I hadn't, I hadn't thought <laughs> that either. It's like a Truman Show, yeah. Well, that, yeah. oh, there's a door in there. Like, a door in the horizon. And if I don't see you tomorrow, <laughs> it's like, oh, bye, Logan. <laughs> Have a great life. I'm off to the carousel. <laughs> so stupid. Oh god, you, you know you are ruining my childhood it. here. But these are important <laughs> questions, and you're right. But I love it, and that's why I'm so fascinated. If it was shit and boring, I wouldn't have any of these questions. And I think it's more fun for us to come up with our own ideas than for someone to turn around and be like, oh, well, actually, because <laughs> whatever they come up with will be shit. So it's just like, ha-ha. Fantastic. Yes, we've cracked it. Okay, right, so we've gone out the back door. So they've left. <laughs> <laughs> We're now one hour into a two-hour movie. <laughs> So they're out, and um, 
Yeah, the first place they get to is that like Antarctic place, isn't it? So there is um so so they walk around a bit and they see the place so there's another bit of one thing if you look at this film on IMDB, right? And you look at goofs. It's got one of the longest goof <laughs> sections of any film I've ever seen. <laughs> and one of the goofs is that you see all the... Is this where you see all the tanks full of fish first? Yeah. Which later on, Peter Ustoff says there are no fish anymore. But they're all living in the fucking tanks. Oh my god. But any, but, but any, <laughs> There's no fish that I can access but, with my technology arms. But anyway, yeah, they, 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 they get... Oh, mate, this is the smoothest line ever we're going to have in a minute. But... Yeah, they get washed away because Francis shoots the water tank and, and they're absolutely soaked. Mm-hmm. And they end up in this sort of freezer zone. And which, well, and luckily there's some furs just around. Don't know why. Yeah, like like, like the Narnia wardrobe. Yeah, and, and, and Michael York says to Jenny Agatha, I wish I could remember what the quote was directly, but something along the lines of, better get our clothes off before we freeze to death. Literally, it was it was so bizarre to me. I was like, "Oh, she's naked now." Yeah. And he he Michael York what? goes topless. His leggings are on, but later on in the scene when they're wearing the furs, he's bottomless. So so yeah. you see, Je- Je- Jenny so shows her bum. Michael and... doesn't show his. Classic Hollywood. But then Jenny puts her furs on in such a drooping, elegant way, so she looks lovely. Mm. But she's still fucking cold because she's got all of her like chest and neck bone exposed. And her hair's soaking I'm wet. Like, no, and Jenny, the point was that we were going to wrap ourselves in these furs so we stayed warm. But I want, well, I would say I want to know why it's there. But of course, now we're going to get the introduction of both the best and the worst character in the film. <laughs> the only. <laughs> black person well, alleged, in this you know, film we, we know it's black because he's got a cool voice because he's roscoe lee brown so roscoe lee brown who is amazing and i love him and, yeah is in this movie believe it or not as like a mixture between like the lego people when they started making the women's skirts out of like a triangle brick <laughs> and like a monster from Tom Baker's Doctor Who. It is. It so is it's like, like the Lego brick. Like a Cyberman covered, had sex with, like half a Dalek uh, and, and a, a Lego and, person and a, and and a, and a freezer, a hot point freezer. Yeah. <laughs> and and they had, a, had an orgy foil. at the tinfoil factory. Yeah. <laughs> it's dreadful, but it's he was brilliant. really driving it. It is a remote control yeah. rig he's in. It's like the fridge on the moon in Wallace and Gromit. Yes, yes. And it's like that sort of ominous as well, where he's he's there in this freezer outfit, just repeating nonsense about there's no fish, there's no food anymore. So I think the idea is is that in they obviously gone the human race has gone to the Eden Project. Yeah. Slightly relocated to um, the east coast of America, but we don't know that yet. And mm-hmm. um, obviously, they, there's a lot of automation going on, including food packaging, and it's all gone wrong and all got broken, mm-hmm. which is why the which is why society's changed. And he was a robot, an auto, an automaton, which was designed for the processing of the food, particularly the fish. So what's happened is is that he still thinks he's doing his job. Of of of, prepare, of of freezing the fish, 
but no fish have turned up because they're all stuck in that tank upstairs and no one's gone to see him and as robots and computers do in 70s science fiction <laughs> films from Hal through to Demon Seed uh, to Box who's this character he's gone mad and he hasn't just gone mad in the sense that as we see he's basically been capturing the runners and freezing them <laughs> naked because they've all done the same thing They've all done exactly the same thing where they've gotten there and gone, yeah. well, shit, before we freeze to death, we better strip. We better strip. Um, but he also sort of sings songs and things like that. And there's a bit cut from the film where apparently he got them, to, he gets them to pose naked to, so he can paint a picture. I mean, he's a brilliant character. He's really interesting. I just had no context of what the fuck he was no, that, 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 and that, what relation that's he what had he is. to so the... He's, he's part of the history of that... Of that building society. society but they've moved on past it but because he's a computer a robot he, right, he's, he's stuck, still doing I it but he's just got a everyone was just cannibals now i was like oh so the food you eat no in yeah that would, that would is peep, that would be more runners. interesting we have a crossover with soylent, soylent <laughs> green couldn't we and and, and I, I like you that's what i thought but no think thinking about it that that he he's meant to be some kind of yeah like 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 robotic worker, but they've forgotten about this part of their world. I don't know how mm. they all forgot overnight. Yeah. You know, but you know. <laughs> you know what this society's but, but like. But these things happen. We do we do Flippant. over time forget about things, yeah, as societies, and actually surprisingly quickly. And it's a brilliant little reveal as well. It's very frightening Again. when he's like um, the the fish came and then the fish stopped coming so, and I, the fish came i would freeze the fish but then the fish stopped coming so then they came so i did what i did to the fish and there's a reveal of all these like people in the ice and it's really frightening Again, and i don't PM, think bbc tv sunday this is this is, <laughs> yeah. this is the second most ter- uh, that guy that the, the, the body that gets grimmed away the whole carousel thing this is a film full of death and quite scary moments for a film mm. that as you say has quite often the production values of you said a tom baker um doctor who i'm gonna trump you and say more like a patrick troughton um, <laughs> yeah. um i mean this bit does look like tomb of the cybermen actually but, <laughs> but um it's 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 horrifying when you think about it again i can't help thinking it it doesn't match they could have dropped this bit because it's five minutes of yeah. non-sequitur what it 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 has nothing to do with anything and in like it doesn't even look like he managed to capture all of the runners like i don't think oh he can't possibly them because these two escape in their fucking fireside rug outfits um with very little effort and let's face it jenny's jenny's whole he might be a sandman right he might be olympic level sandman but jenny as we find out in a minute is not built for such things. And, no, she does and, nothing. And, you know, bless her. And, and so surely someone else could have got away. Also, exactly. pretty sure he's got the Dalek problem. Yeah. yeah about she got up a flight of stairs. Or, or, even, or even a severe slope. It's just a slight <laughs> slope, yeah. There's plenty of them. Um, but also, yeah. And there's, I like that there's no heroic sort of like, I feel like if this was made today, there would be an attempt to free the frozen people. No. There's none of that. Gone. It's like, they're dead. they're dead. 
for us to not be dead, we need to I mean, there is a lack of genuine heroism in the entire film. Which I really like. Logan is is only now just, you know, he's on a path to realisation and understanding. But is he ever genuinely heroic? And because he was put on this mission by his boss. And for all we know, he is still on the mission. And sure, like, he doesn't want to die on the mission and he might be falling for Jessica on the mission, but fundamentally he's still on the mission. He's doing his job. He's not going against anything that he's been told not to and do. He, and, and he's it, finding sanctuary. And he doesn't, yeah, he's, he's finding sanctuary. He's, you know, he doesn't ever kill, well, he doesn't kill Francis yet. You know, you know no. plenty of opportunity to do so. Um, he he's, doesn't. W- w- so that's the point. Francis is following them. He's like hunting them down and just not questioning anything that he's seeing. He's like creepy eyes palace doesn't matter. Onward. Yeah, I mean he he just keeps on going and and, and I think he's worried. You know, his friend. I think that's both he's indoctrinated into the society and I think he's worried about Logan. They're clearly good friends. Yeah. And this is what's really lovely about him as a villain, if we're going to call him that, because he says countless times, "I saw you let that runner go in the cathedral. I covered for you." I wanted to talk to you about it, but you're doing it again. And I'm in front of people now and I've, I'm, I have to do my job and I don't know why you're having these thoughts and I don't know why you're doing these things. So I'm going to follow you out of 50% to try and get you back and back to the normal Logan, who's my bestie, and 50% because it is my job and you are a runner and I do have to hunt you down. And that makes it so much more interesting than if it was just a faceless villain that was just like, we must get the runner back because that is what we do here. We get runners back. So it's so much better to have their relationship that we've seen previously mm. that's genuine, really genuine and lovely. Um and that makes this hunt. Your part of you's like, I, oh, I can't, oh, I can't wait to see when he catches up. Like I don't know what's going to happen. Like, oh, yeah. oh, there's a bit of emotional stakes here. There is, and I, I was just thinking there's something else which has just sprung to mind. In a minute, they're going to go outside for the first time, and of course, if there mm. had been all those disasters that have driven as a society into the Eden Project which is now a, a thing that was officially everyone was called it the Eden Project. And, and anybody <laughs> who's not from England or, or Great Britain will wonder what the Google fuck it. we're talking about. So Google it. <laughs> yeah. um, obviously, going outside previously, you would have died because there's been nuclear, ecological, there's been every disaster under the planet. Yeah. So it could be in their, in the story of their society, in their psyche, that going outside is... You, you will, like forbidden? <coughs> well, that you will die. And and then yeah. and that can that can over generations get embedded into lots of you know that's why lots of people think. Lots but then of things. why, if that was the thought, why are there sandmen to stop you in the foyer? Why not just let you leave and die in the toxic gas outside? Well, because well, I don't I mean? think it I, I think the like... kind of forgotten about the back door. But it feels like somebody knows. Somebody puts the Sandman there to make sure you don't reach the outside. True. Why are they there? To make yeah. sure that you don't find out the truth. Oh no! That, no, it, they're it, only it there because Logan has signalled them, hasn't he? So he signals them to tell them he he thinks he's in sanctuary, doesn't he? At that point, so he thinks when he meets Farrah Fawcett Majors and the others the second time that he that he 
that 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 is sanctuary, and he signals them, and that's mm. why they all come. So I don't think they know about the back door until that point. But I just wonder if there's no, but this, but as a society, like they they they've never seen the sun, they've never been outside, nobody goes outside. It's not the done thing, because. Why? Because we think it's dangerous. Because there was a horrible but they see explosion. Outside, because... though. When they're in, the, when they're yeah. in the car thing, in the electric. Yeah. What do they call them? So why so can't they, they can see, see the see sun? Out. Yeah, that doesn't make any frigging sense. And which, again, to me, I think it makes sense what you were saying that there's just a knowledge amongst these people that the outside is there, dangerous there's a his- and the, you'll die if you're outside. A of it, yeah. But then, if that is their truth, why are there sand men? Because mm. there would. Because there wouldn't I mean? need to be sandmen because people would if buy into the. If everybody thought the outside was toxic, you wouldn't need sandmen unless there's a whole bit that hasn't been mentioned where someone else has had this question where they're like, okay, so the outside is toxic and you have to go to the carousel. Why are there sandmen then? Ah, why are there people employed no, to keep I... us inside? Which is why they start. But thinking. remember what I just said. Logan thinks he's found sanctuary inside. So. They think sanctuary is just somewhere in the city, like the cathedral, like maybe the Sandmen do. But, uh, yeah, but I assume that's what the robot, the, the 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 master computer thinks as well. I don't know. It's... Right. But that, that's the only way I right. can explain it. Right. So you think it. the robot never expected Logan to actually leave the building? That's, that's right. Yeah. And I don't think right. Logan did either, because there's plenty. You know, there is plenty of under the city shenanigans yeah that yeah. that that could again which surprisingly doesn't support a morlock like culture of of runners mm. and freaks and people that don't fit the you'd expect there to be a sort of wally announcement of like hello and welcome to day 720 million the carousel tonight on capricorn 19 will be approximately at 8 p.m bring your funkiest outfit make sure it's in the colors of your crystal and p.s don't go outside it's fucking toxic yeah thank you have a lovely day 500 rads outside yes Um, so yeah I I don't know I mean maybe we're overthinking it but I don't think we are because I'll tell you why we're not overthinking it one for entertaining the viewers or listeners but the other reason we're not overthinking it is because they have set up this world and this world needs exploration because at the moment it's based on Mm. one thing that one concept which may have fascinated (laughs) six seven eight year old Stephen along booby dumplings and death at 30 are will actually end up being rather crucial to me in later life but i do need more to hang my intellectual hat on and i think you do as well yeah mm-hmm. so that's good right let's so get outside we've escaped <laughs> yeah so we've seen the sun for the first time and they're like what is it i've never seen it before what books do they have because we know they can read and where do the books come from and when they built this ecodome, were none of the books that already existed in the world that weren't destroyed taken in with them? In which case, was there never a reference to the sun? Well, there sun? must be, because she says, Why? is that the sun? The word the sun is in my vocabulary. My knowledge that there is a thing called the sun that is in the sky, which may match this thing oh, that I'm seeing. I think that. she does say it. I, I, thought, I thought, but maybe. I thought they were both just like, what is it? Oh well, moving on. I thought on. she said, "Is that is that the sun?" 
but maybe that was my inner monologue. You're the master of editing here. You're in control. You can either <laughs> make my knowledge disappear, and so no one knows I'm an idiot who's imagining things, <laughs> or you can show me to be smarter than you. What is it? I don't know. I'm just saying, I think the choice is easy. (laughs) (laughs) So then there's a lot of them walking through the wilderness. Like a lot of them just walking. And I can't... Like Lord of the Rings outside along the road. I don't like it. It's dirty and painful and sweaty and I'm thirsty and I'm hungry and... And, like, I got it. I was with... Because this is the thing. Jenny Agatha suffers from being the woman in this piece. And it's it's nothing on her performance. And it's nothing on her as an actor. She's suffering from someone having written a character that could be replaced by a lamp. Which is really unfair to say. Because she is so interesting. And then she just sort of falls by the wayside of just becoming damsel and i hate this and we should get married like very basic things and she doesn't Any, really do anything of, from she never causes anything lots, the things which are interesting about her the questions that she was raising inside the eden project the way that she she tries to you know she's 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 almost you know, she tries to understand the life of the Sandman, so that gives us that. That's like you said mm. quite correctly. You know, she when she tags along to go to the cathedral, and they you know she had an ulterior motive to drag him to his death. But that's that in itself is interesting. Yeah, as soon as she gets mm. outside, she becomes the worst kind of pathetic individual. Um, uh, it's dusty and I'm tired. I'm, I'm I don't like outside. Yeah, and. And I, I like that's awful. But what's even more awful that I noticed Michael York do on several occasions is that old-fashioned movie pose of the man will grasp the woman by the tops of her arms and shake her. And I'm like, don't fucking do that. Yeah. Like I hate it. I hate it so. That is much. that thing. That surely only happens in movies, right? Because I don't think any man, if yeah, any man well, did that I to a woman in the real world, so. <laughs> she'd bite his or, arm off. Need in the nuts because I've ne- like I can't stand it. It's that sort of like I'm hysterical, and they're like, pull yourself together, Janet. Everything's gonna be okay. But they have to do it. But have you ever been shaken? I'm just shaking myself right now, and I hate it. Like it's so horrible. And if I had a big fucking hand either side of me pushing their fingers into my upper arms i'd be like fucking let go shaking sense into somebody is a saying that has no basic in biology or psychology because now i'm just really dizzy stop it (laughs) oh i have to shake some sense oh no (laughs) um Look, I just feel really nauseous now. It, 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 it's, 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 but it's a thing I've oh, never seen no. anybody do. No, Out, it's not a real thing. of films. It's a bit like, you know, like in 50s TV shows where a woman goes hysterical and you slap her over the face to not... When did, When's yeah. that ever worked? I mean... Uh, it only works in Clue. It's the only time I'm it's sure good. I've seen it in Twilight Zone episodes and things like that. You know, like 50s... 50s and 60s, it. it's, it's, it, 
It's it's like tying a woman to the train tracks. It's like that sort of thing. It's like stop for one and two that never happens. Yeah, so what are I you mean, doing? yes, there are, there are two things here. The one is the gender politics and terrible mm. things like that, which you know did exist, do exist, but in different forms because that are just things that mm-hmm. people don't do. No, you although now you wouldn't. I'm think desperate to, to go that. and That's... shake sense into somebody. <laughs> oh, well. I don't have to be a woman, anything. I'll do it to a cow in the field. It's very dramatic. Give me some milk, like you crazy bovine <laughs> freak. <laughs> you know, it's incredibly melodramatic. And and I think in other places, in that sort of Noel Coward 1920s, especially played for comical effect in a heightened scenario, mm. that sort of shaking, uh, because then also the woman would, faint onto a chaise long and be brought round by smelling salts. It's very that. But in Logan's Run, in a 1970s future, it puts it in a very modern past, mm. if that makes it sense. It does. It feels... It, yeah, it, it's it's annoying and it's out of place. And, and, yeah, and it's it very does, out of and place. And it absolutely ruins... Yeah, because I, I know all the sand men appear to be men, and in my yeah. head, the clean-up person was a man, and the doctor was a yep, man, yep, yep. and yep. and Box is clearly a man, and mm-hmm. yeah, so there is there is a lot of that going on. But at the same time, now the computer is a woman, com- but she is a computer. Well, and Box is a robot, and he, you know, that, that we could go for that one. But the, yes, the woman is in charge. It's not a matriarchal patriarchal society, however. I think they are just. We could probably look beyond that, and just that's just what they did. And let's not read too much into it other than the weak writing. But I didn't I, get the sense yeah, that think, there was a, there was a the male 70s. and a female above and below kind of thing. Um, it looked like everybody was mm. equally only defined by their age, not by their um, gender. Which again, you know, yeah. women weren't there to carry babies. So if we carry that on. Yeah. So to then suddenly go to these gender stereotypes of things that don't exist and you've already talked about yeah. husband and wifey and all that shit um, just because just because it's a bit hot outside and there's some mosquitoes about is yeah. a bit sudden and a bit odd. It's very weird it's very weird you're right there's sort of an equality indoors that then disappears outdoors and again I wonder if it probably wasn't on purpose, but if you are going to read into this about how is life better inside the dome or outside the dome, what's better for humanity in general, what's better as a on a personal level, they come outside and they start reverting to these very um, gender normative, heteronormative ideals of like a very basic society of like i'm the fainting woman i'm the strong man we're going to get married and i'm going to have a natural birth and know my child and just yeah i mean um, i mean i think go, i want to stay in the bubble like, quite the as bubble far as cooler. clubbing her over the head and pulling her back to his cave but yeah, a little but, bit but, it, but it's it, it, it's definitely that they definitely every clue they get about what life used to be like um they slip towards it as if it was better, which in some ways, yeah, you know, there, there are bits of there's a, there's a lot of freer, there's a lot of world there's a lot of world in the Eden Project which isn't good. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't want to hang out in the cathedral. Yeah, and I don't want to die at thirty. Um, Primarily, um, 
but there's some other things I don't want to do. So yeah, that I don't want to step on a disintegrating runner body either as I'm walking out of the foyer. And I don't want to go to the orgy place. No. Um, but I think we have that choice. Yes, we do. Whereas, Whereas outside it almost feels like they're restricting their choice again by being like, well, we'll all just get married now and have kids and be stereotypes of our gender. And I know that's not what they're saying, but it is interesting that you're meant to look on this and be like, oh, how lovely, they're now going to actually get married and and live properly. But then it's like, well, what's properly? Because I wouldn't mind having my own apartment fun outfits an event to go to once in a mm. while great shopping could get my face changed my cheekbones sharper like let's go sounds great yeah sure like i don't really want to die at 30 but maybe we could change that maybe we could and maybe just... you're willing to do some work for it yeah yeah maybe yeah get, 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 get a job <laughs> become a cleaner um, Become a well, we can do without the whole. You know, there's lots of things we can do with that. But yes, but again, this is mid 70s. Yeah, this is um, yes. the 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 concepts of the housewife or mm-hmm. of the working man um, are still very much in Western society's head. Yeah. So I'm I'm okay. I get it. They next do a thing which. I, gives me the heebie-jeebies. Um, again, this is the, this is the main memory, right, of the of the topless Jenny Agatha. But they jump in a they jump in a pool of water, uh-huh. which I think is the Pontamac River, um, uh, because they're so hot. And just remember, a second ago they were dying of fucking thirst. And well, it was nighttime. Yeah, and they jump in this fucking pool. Right, and they have sex in a fucking dirty river. <laughs> I think they leave the river first. I, I, I think found that, this I, scene. I, I think I think there was shenanigans going on in a dirty fucking river, and I I hope they get <laughs> fucking dysentery. The bloody dirty little birdies. Well, you know, we'll come back to that point, but I really love this scene. I think that these two actors have brilliant. They chemistry really do. Together. They really do. Yeah. They really do. And I think it's really sweet. And they do a call back to one of their first conversations. And they sort of indicate that they've, as much as you can to their understanding in this society, fallen in love with each other. And it's very genuine and it's very sweet and it's very charming. And it, it really does make you root for them. No, I'll give you that. And obviously, this is the scene which had stuck in my head for mm-hmm. p- potentially 40 years. <laughs> maybe longer and that's caused you know that's caused me to doubt my own sanity over the past <laughs> two weeks um but it just it just i just don't i think i i think i'm a prude and i just wouldn't do it in an orgy and i wouldn't do it in it's i wouldn't fair. i wouldn't do it in the dirty river do it in a pool that you can't see the bottom of you don't know what's in there could be well, eels. well we but well, there aren't any fish but we didn't know that when we jumped in um <laughs> but but yeah i i don't know but again they're different to us. They have different. They have a completely different sense of morality to us, anyway. And I say us. I'm including mm. you. Maybe you would. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm not on. <laughs> I'm not on this boat. Um, not on that. Anyone who's listening to the show from sexinrivers.com, I'm not coming on your podcast. <laughs> not happening. 
You hear that? You've been turned down. So I'm I, sorry, retracting However many email. extra extra listeners it might get me, not happening. <laughs> Don't want not this happening. dream. <laughs> um, so then the sort of bit that I always remember about this movie and the sort of Planet of the Apes moment, if you will, happens, which for years I didn't understand until very recently when I watched... Um, Mr. Biden become president of the United States and I could watch something where someone was like, this is the Washington Memorial, this is the Lincoln Memorial, they're very in, they're in close proximity to each other, we're all in this sort of Washington, which is here on the east coast of America. I was like, ah, okay, I get it now. Um, which was very useful when these things started appearing in this movie that's meant to almost be Statue of Liberty style in the end of the planet of the apes which is the whole twist of that i mean film. these are these are fairly they, contemporaneous aren't oh when no we're planet of the apes is 71 70 71 isn't it so it's it's a quite it's similar. a bit it, it, this is a bit later than obviously could it so i was really really lucky many many years ago um uh, at late 90s i went to washington and i've seen the Lincoln Memorial, the Jefferson Memorial, the Washington Monument, mm. the reflecting pool, the White House. And it's, it's, you know, if you ever get a chance to go, if we ever get out of this world, I <laughs> seriously recommend because there's a lot of problems with Washington, the city, but the central mm. bit, the capital, is the most amazing yeah. monument to itself. And to see... You know, if you've seen the Washington, uh, the the Lincoln Memorial, to see it here, especially when you compare how it was used in the remake of the Planet of the Apes, the Tim Burton remake. If you remember the end of that, they go to the Lincoln Memorial, and I haven't watched oh my that god, one. Well, it, the ending—it's a shit film. Never watch it. Watch okay. watch the three more modern remakes of Planet of the Apes, which are three of the best Ooh. films of all time. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no. I've seen them. Yeah. I've seen like I saw the but first one. But the Tim one. Burton, no, anyway. the really good trilogy. But the Tim Burton fucks. And at the end, um, Marky Mark's character goes. He thinks he's got back home, and then he, he, he mm-hmm. he's in front of the Lincoln Memorial, and he looks up, and it and it's a it's a ape Lincoln, and actually he's gone back, hey. and the modern world is now run by apes, and uh, and it's just like stupid. That's hilarious. The apes are like, we should do that, yeah. but like with yeah. us. And like tear that or down, that there would be, rebuild th- it. There would be, but like put my. Face I think the on suspicion, the thing is, everything is exactly the same apart from we didn't learn to walk upright and we didn't lose some hair, and so it's just stupid. Yeah. But yes, it's a and you see that, and suddenly, we've been joking about the Eden Project, and suddenly we realise this is the world we know. This is like you're mm. right in the Planet of the Apes. You nutters! You you crazy fools! What have you done? You you blown it up! You ruined it! Yeah, blah, 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 blah. That, it's a big twist. A, this didn't this isn't, feel no. Tw- it felt a bit twisty, but it didn't feel like no. it was meant to be a no, twist. No, it's not a twist because it's it quite was... clear. It does say uh, that that this yeah, is the we Earth. Yeah, know where we are. This is the Earth then, but to see that actually this society is within walking distance. Of what, in effect, of the society is the that we know, of democratic, the, the, the ideals. Yeah. No, it doesn't feel like the ideal society these days, <laughs> and it probably didn't very much in the early seventies in a post-Watergate world. But <laughs> it, it, it it brings it home and says, "Oh, hang on a minute, this isn't that far." You know, these, a statue to Abraham Lincoln, 
still exists. Yeah. And hilarious, you know, everything that Abraham Lincoln may or may not stand for, the fact that we didn't have any black people mm-hmm. in the film is kind of interesting, but Lincoln is still <laughs> here. And to see it's just under... And, and then it makes... And then it also, you know, the twisty bit is... Uh, it wasn't the Pontomac River, it's the reflecting pool that they've, they've had sex in. Mm-hmm. And oh my God. And these, this, this world exists... And it's our world. Yeah, it's and it, it's still here. And it's it's like because as we say, you sort of assume, which is very clever of the film, to make you just sort of back of your head assume that there's just some sort of toxic waste outside, and there's like monsters or whatever. Um, and then when you come out and you see it's great, you're like great, and you just you don't assume that you're anywhere of note. So then when you start seeing that you're in Washington of all places. It's brilliant because you're like, oh, I was in this world. Like, I know I can relate to this world now. And that whole futuristic dome that's like half an hour down the road is working concurrently with all the things that I recognise. And that in itself is so cool. There's like no other word for it. It's just really cool. And they walk into the White House and it's covered in vines and ivy and there's like cats everywhere and they don't know what they are and then there's the build up of like hey look it's an old man oh, that, yeah it, um, do you, i do like the bit where they see lincoln they say that must be what it like to be old and of course yeah what, what, they're like what's wrong with his face but what's the irony with lincoln he didn't actually grow to be old because he was assassinated no. but anyway that's a, i think that's a that's a weird, that's a it's funny so old funny. he does he did look old he didn't like daniel day lewis so <laughs> he looked older than uh, Peter used to know. Thirty-five-year-old yeah. Michael York, and yeah, twelve-year-old Jenny Agutter. <laughs> but yeah, they come across Peter Ustinov because that's what happened in the seventies. Peter Ustinov was almost as ubiquitous as Jenny Agutter. Um, <laughs> you know, he was a real. He well, he's in loads of you know, I think uh, Murder of the Orient Express and things like that. But he's also like a, he was like a, one of those sort of talk show guests. A big mm. raconteur had loads of great stories, and you, I assume yeah, he could he put down. You know, he wouldn't have a sherry; he'd have a there'd be a a brandy probably, and he'd probably. <laughs> I imagine he'd got a smoking jacket and almost certainly a pipe, an extravagant pipe, yeah. and he would tell <laughs> you stories about when he uh, met uh, Brando, not on the waterfront, oh. you know, and and so he's he's just one of those faces. And I assume he was born that age, because I I only I remember him got that looking yeah. like that. And he'd be on he'd be on <laughs> I, I don't know what the talk Parkinson or Wogan. It, yeah, and, Wogan. Yeah, that sort and, of and thing. Be, I can totally imagine. And he'd be on there. He'd always be on there, Peter. And to see him in a film is kind of weird always because he's just Peter Ustinov. And in fact, mm-hmm. he does sound like a bit like a drunk Peter Ustinov in the whole film, quoting T. S. Eliot. He does for some reason his performance is so interesting it's like he's a very lonely man who's lived in the capitol building all of his life and clearly can fend for himself but is just completely alone and i think this is why i got confused because when i first was face to face with this character i was like oh he's a remnant of the previous world so this new world must only have been happening for like 80 years mm. tops and he 
clearly existed and just didn't go into the dome. But then my dad pointed out that he is the son of two previous runners. So... And I was like, oh... I, I'm like you. When I first watched the film all those years ago, and since, I've seen it several times since, because it's, you know, mm. I've, I've, I've struggled with that, that story. Um, I always assumed he was some relic from the previous world, but that couldn't be because... We know of all these it's disasters. Too far in the future, and, and yeah. it also raises questions of incest and things like that for him to even exist. So That's I, very I true. think your father is right that he is the offspring of two runners who probably did exactly what Logan and Jessica have done. Hmm. And the reason he's quoting T.S. Eliot is because he's in the Library of Congress. And there's a copy of everything, and, yeah. and 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 the photographs. It just makes sense that he's got all this information to hand, but maybe no context. He's clearly suffering a bit from Alzheimer's, so he's not quite mm-hmm. he's not quite all there. So we don't know what he was like as a as a man. And does he say he had a sister at once or something as well? I think I, I think he references know. a sister that might have been around, and all these names and labels, which of course they couldn't have had in Logan and Jessica's world, that they must have got through the reading. So that that's yeah. what confused me because he uses all those labels and talks about things. Yeah, he knows about the world that he's living in. But I I think in. your dad is right because that's the only way it can make sense. Yeah, that he's just read everything because in the Library of Congress. we know by pure maths this world has existed for at least 200 years from their names. I can't remember. Yeah. What, what, do we know what number Francis is? Uh, I don't know that he has a number, no, does he? might he? be the first, but whatever. Francis the first. But... Yeah, because he's able to look at the portrait of George Washington and be like, oh, one of these... My father told me that one of these never told a lie which indicated to me that his father didn't come from the utopian dome that instead he came from the current world but that can't be so they must all have just educated themselves and applied logic to things and found a picture of washington in a book and applied it to the thing and been like oh child and and the library of congress has a copy of every book that's published in america yeah and right. and they'll put films and records in there. It, it's 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 a so it would have in it, assuming the book survived and things. I assume lots of it's on microfiche or something. But in theory, <laughs> you could probably spend the rest of your life in there. Mm. And I don't know what you're eating. Cats. The cats. I don't understand. <laughs> Berries. I twigs. Yeah. I don't but, know. They must have figured it oh, out. Oh yeah, just not fish. But the fish thing seems, yeah, yeah no again, fish. the fish thing seems to be a fairly recent development because I think he remembers fish. Or possibly they ate all the fish, and that's why well, fish is, the fish box is, robot fishes are only eating them no out fish. of the reflecting pool and not actually out of the proper river. Yeah, that that's possibility. Yeah. But yeah, he's but he sort of mumbles and gives them half clues and half insights. I mean, this must be mind blown to Literally. to these to these two. That there's so much to take. Can you imagine, like, say we got whisked up now and taken to Mars, and oh we were, God, and, no. and they I tried to. I know it. it's ter- terrible. 
They try to explain shit to us that is just like facts to them, and you're like, no, stop though, because this is so alien, and I'm I mean, freaking I... out. And everyone takes it really well. I really love. Like I read somewhere that in the book he's meant to be quite scared of them because he's never seen another human mm. before, or whatever. Same as like. He asks to be buried when he dies. He knows that people are buried when they die. And his, he buried his parents when they died. That must have just been something that they picked up by looking at everything and reading stuff and being like, oh, well, maybe we should but do does, that. But wouldn't it make sense? Because if someone died and they started rotting... Yeah. You, you, you know, we, 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 we've learnt to bury bodies or dispose of bodies. Where do the bodies in the carousel go? Well, they're blown up, aren't they? Oh, I they think they're vaporised. Vaporised into nothing. But, yeah, yeah, but we. I'm guessing. You know, they. they but he, but the. Maybe maybe he's. He's not the first. Maybe maybe there's been a couple of generations. I don't know. Um, mm. But I think your dad. I think I definitely think your dad's right. But he seems to have picked up a lot of yeah, but... habits. But he probably. Mm. But then, if he's only learnt what they've told him from the books they've read. He won't have any of the habits from the new society. Yeah. So he is a man. He's, he's like a, a man unto himself. Between two eras, almost, isn't he? Old man. Two worlds. Doesn't even get a name. He's just old man. Yeah, he doesn't. He's just old man. It's fascinating. And I know that this is different in the book, and that's what's putting me off the book because I find this such a brilliant aspect of this story. And it doesn't happen in the book. But I'd quite like to have these questions answered. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But, but I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy to have a book and a film both exist completely differently. Absolutely. Um, but I'd like to know my... I... I, I just know in the book, if it's a science fiction book, it'll be quite dense. And there'll be a lot more yeah. world building and going on. And you're going... Ah. It's very true. Ah. So I love that there's no animosity. I love that everyone's just like, you're weird, you're weird. Great, let's coexist. Like, they're just like, cool, chill. Like, that's really weird, that thing that you said, but like, I'm down with it. What else have you got? And they find a picture of Lincoln and he's like, oh, look, it's the guy that we saw. Like, this is really cool. I just, I really, I really like it. I love that there's no sort of issue there because again they easily could have been like who are you get out of my house kind of bullshit and it's just like no, no it's just a, it's just boring. it's just a gentle old man with loads of cats that mumbles yeah. tears Elliot under and his just, breath and and <laughs> he, he is and also and, and there is i mean obviously spoilers for this film is allowed i do like <laughs> it that he doesn't die Yes, I, same. I, I thought I he had would, because he mentioned. You know, when they. So they eventually. <laughs> Logan, again, we're still not entirely sure what his game is. No but idea. he does. No he idea says, you know, she's going, let's stay here, let's be husband and wife, let's, you know, let's live together. And I've got to say, as ever much I like somebody, just the two of you, for all eternity. Yeah. That's, that's, that's nah. a nice idea, but my God, that could go. Ter- <laughs> In that theory. could go terribly wrong. As a lot of people are finding out in lockdown. Um, yes. But um, so, 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 so Logan says, no, we've got to go back. We've got to tell them this world yeah. exists. And it's not until much, you know, well, not much later, but it's not for a while yet. We realise this is the first point he's actually sincere. He realises mm. they can't just live like this, surrounded by cats for the together. Because the, the one of them will die. 
Um, yeah. You know, and there'll be a lone like him. If they're him. not already dying from something that they've caught, this, this, got, like got scratched on a tree he's branch not and getting Logan infected. Logan's smart. And, he, you know, they, they both yeah. are. They both aren't stupid. So they decide to go back. And I was... But also, is, is Logan still following his orders? Well, this is the point. This is the point where you you begin to think he's fallen in love with Jennifer, that mm-hmm. they're embracing this new world. And when he says, no, we've got to go back, you think, oh, hang on a minute. Is yeah. he actually now going to lead it? But what's he going to lead them to? You know, yeah. a, a, an old man. And then he says, I, "An old I've man got, and a broken down building." And I've got to bring this old man back. You've got to come with us. And I was just terrified that he was going to die on the way back. At, yeah, and then they would have nothing. Yeah, and then it was also a bit weird. They went a different way back. <laughs> and it took it took a much quicker time. They didn't have to go through the ice palace. So Francis catches up. Oh yes, sorry, them. I forgot about that. I forgot about old Francis. And yeah, no, we're so close to the end. <laughs> Um, but Francis catches up with them and they have to fight. Michael York doesn't want to fight him, but they, they have to fight because Francis will not back down. He does not believe anything that he's seeing. He does not respect it. He does not accept it as a truth. And just before he dies, even though Michael York has shown him countless times that their, their crystals have gone clear. So whether it's because they're out of the system that they don't have the sort of lasers keeping tabs on them or whatever... Whatever it is, their crystals have gone clear. And um, Francis refuses to acknowledge this at all. Right up until the end, when he sees Logan's clear crystal as he lays dying in his arms, and he says, Logan, you've been renewed. Discuss. Mm. Because he still has the faith in... And that's... But he's denied... He saw the crystal like bent, five minutes ago and was like, but he's, nah. he's bent his belief system <laughs> to the, to the yeah, evidence in front of him, fit. as religious people Which often do. Which is so great. Yeah, that's, that's... But that's so great because if he'd have turned around and been like, oh, I'll help you bring the people down, that wouldn't have been satisfying. Or if he just continued on this like, I don't believe it, I don't believe it, I don't believe it, and then just died... He manipulates what he's seeing to what makes him satisfactory in his beliefs. Mm. And that's really important, I think. I think that's really thoughtful and character-driven. And it's, again, it's what makes this film stand out to me as a really great piece of media. Yes. No, it's... I, I'd forgotten quite how... Not, not totally forgotten but you know it is really Francis is a key part of this whole film and I think you've been saying it mm. all along and his journey is as important as Logan and Jessica's mm-hmm. or at least it tells us a lot about the society um, yeah he's like this other side of the coin and he's useful for sort of exposition of community if you will like an understanding of the way they live and stuff it's he's just a great character i really like him as a character and it's so easy if they as i say if they remade it today it would suck they would give him like a shitty villain they would make francis a shit character and like this is just done really well um so he sadly genuinely sadly dies in logan's arms um and then they make the journey back to 
the dome with the worst plan imaginable. <laughs> it's like, okay, Logan, wish plan. Well, I'm going to stand on this balcony and I'm going to yell at all the people walking into the carousel that they don't have to die and that there's a life outside. Right, you haven't thought that, that through, is, have you, Logan? You've had all this is. journey. So, uh, firstly, how, how did I get in? That's, the water? That, that just, that just, <laughs> oh, yeah, that just sort of happens. But there's no back door. There's no unk needed. They're like, we're going to get in this way. Yeah. And then you never see that how That is a bit of a wavy hand <laughs> moment. You wait out here, old man, because you can't come in for reasons, which is the point I thought he was going to die. I thought, oh, they're going to come yeah. back and he's going to be dead. Or he's not going to be there or something. Yeah, but nothing of interest happens. Yeah. Of that. Yeah, they go in and they say... Yeah, it's all rubbish. We found sanctuary. It's all right outside. And as if you're baying. As if that's going to work. It's like walking into the Colosseum. And the the Christians are being eaten by lions. And you go, I've discovered Islam. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be like, shut the fuck up. We're watching people get eaten by lions. Oh, my God. We're busy, freak boy. And that's essentially what happens. Which, again, is bizarre that no one turns around and is like, well, actually, I've been thinking that. It's interesting that you would say that. Everyone is like, yeah. <laughs> silly Sandman. So then they get kidnapped. And I, I thought this was sort of ramping up to the end, and it sort of is. And I was like, give me answers. Give me answers. And they were like, no. So we go to the robot lady, and she's like, Logan Five, have you found Sanctuary? And... You mentioned it before, the just, the like, the artsy-fartsy stuff. When it first starts happening, I was like, cool, that's fun. It goes By the ninth time bit, it had happened, it? Yeah. I was like, stop. So they plug him in and basically access his, essentially his subconscious to answer for him. So it's almost like he has to tell the truth because they're going to infiltrate his brain and memory. And the computer asks him the question and Michael York's face turns up in like a rainbow hologram and it turns around and he's like, there is no sanctuary. And you're like, interesting. And the robot's like, I do not accept that as an answer. Please answer me again. And then it happens again and he's like, old man, old man. This then continues like 11 times. And I'm like, we get it. There's no sanctuary. The robot's confused and it breaks the government. Like if we assume the robot is the government. So, yeah. He brings down the government. So, like, I I'm, obviously I've already said this whole scene is a bit like that bit in the Ipcress files and, and Ipcress file singular and various other films of this time <laughs> where that's how you brainwash or deprogram someone. And I don't believe that thought has changed much now. I get real vibes <laughs> of I am not a number I am a free man out of it. Sort of Patrick McGowan style, mm-hmm. who would have been great in this film as well. That would have been, a, but obviously <laughs> well over, even at that time, well over 30. Um, but yes, this whole thing where you can, well, no, sorry, there's one more thing. As you say, how does this break the computer and bring down society? Just by asking the computer. Mm. Yeah. But secondly, why have they got this whole tool set? At what point has this tool set yeah. ever been used before? What, like when have you needed when, when this? have you ever had to go into people's subconscious and you know this has never been vaguely hinted at like, and it's not just the robot on its own it's not really the san- 
any crime. And yeah, but there is a perfect world. And the Sandman seemed perfectly capable of using this technology. And I don't know why everything goes hologrammy and ready and weirdo. And and you did a very good impression of the of 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 the uh, of the of the computer voice, which was a bit scary for a second because <laughs> I I nearly thought it was my I looked at my 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 palm to see what my uh, crystal was doing. It's Alexa. <laughs> But um, <laughs> well, yeah. There you go. There's a whole other layer to it. But um, <laughs> I just didn't understand what was here. So the whole, the mm. whole, oh, if you talk back to a computer, it'll fall apart. Has been part of cinematic, cinematic, and TV tropes for as long as. Yeah, if you like, type Google into Google, it'll explode. Yeah, that, that, that's been a thing that that talking back literally to a computer is going to break it is actually the most wrong-headed idea of how computing and logic works you know you could break it by being random or pressing the escape key or something but not by just saying the truth back to it it would just yeah at, the, at worst you're just going to get into a loop forever but anyway that's a that's a trope we'll live with that but yeah that brings down society like we assume that this one robot is controlling every, or at least in charge. I assume of she's every... like the AI running the whole thing, but we don't know. Yeah, and I kind of, we don't know. kind of wanted. A... And the Sandmen are like, "Oh no, our computer overlord better kill Michael York." And Michael York's like, "I've learned how to use a gun by not using it for an hour and a half." Pow, I'm, pow, I'm, you're I'm dead now. I'm way better than I ever was shooting runners. And again, right? does that mean psychologically he, he, never, he never wanted, wanted to, kill the to runners. shoot the runners? Yeah, or terminate oh. them or whatever he used. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think so. There's a little bit of action. He meets up with Jenny. Everyone leaves and the place falls apart. The end. <laughs> the end, literally. <laughs> like everything blows up and everyone's like, oh shit. I guess we'll leave now and they come out a completely different way again to the back door to the way they got in through the water well, I just, I don't know, some people they... seem to be jumping out of windows and yeah they just sort of immerse from the building that's blowing up behind them and they all come and see this old man and no one else is like look the sun like what is that everyone's just fixated on this old man and they do a sort of hunchback of Notre Dame moment where they all walk up to him and one woman like steps forward and is like, I'm going to touch you. And then by touching him, everything's like, okay. And she does that sort of, you know how it goes where they touch the weird person and then they smile and everyone's like, oh, thank goodness. It's all okay. And they do that. And then Logan and Jenny come out and... Um, the credits roll. Yeah, it does just, just kind of just end, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, do they start a new society outside? All of their shit has been blown up. They have nothing. So we assume they have no, like, medicine or anything. So what are they going to do? Are they going to start tribes? Do we start again? Are we basically going back to caveman times? Can nothing be salvaged from the ruin of the dome? Why did you blow everything up, Michael York? That's such a terrible idea. If you wanted everyone to move into the wilderness, you should have at least equipped them with things that they needed beyond just a water supply. Like, this isn't fair. They've gone from the ultimate 
high society to living in the dirt. Several of them are going to die of many different infections and diseases now, and it's all your fault. And yeah, and where are they going? Are they just going to hang around outside? Are they going back to Washington? I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know because there's no nowhere for them. Are they going to eat cats? Is it cat lasagna on the menu for the rest of their lives? <laughs> for the rest of their lives, um, and, until they run out and, of cats. And, and also, you know, they haven't had pregnancy and stuff like that. Um, the doctors. Yeah, they've never had to deal. The with doctors that. are only good for plastic surgery. Yeah, you want your face changed? No worries. I mean, you, worries because I don't have my lasers anymore. But try not getting pregnant, lady, because you will probably die. Almost, almost certainly if die. If no one's been pregnant for thousands of years, how do we know that the woman body, even still, you know, have we not slightly evolved beyond? Almost certainly. Cap- being capable of pregnancy almost because you know it, it almost certainly has been like an in vitro kind of thing hasn't it in glass sort of and if you've if you've been in a glass house for centuries again how do you know you're not gonna die under the rays of the sun for th- after three days because your skin is you're like the creatures from the fucking potholing movie the descent oh, God. You, you, you're essentially them you know and if you go outside and breathe in the fresh air how do you know and that the, it's not gonna so have they, kill you have they actually put at risk the end of the human race because if these are the yeah, only people who were left up, these like few it. thousand that were living in this city are totally incapable of living in the outside world um totally incapable the whole human race has just been wiped out Due to one man selfish behaviour. Literally. And I would be like, well, I want to go back to the dome. Like, this sucks. I mean, um, yeah, I, cold I can handle the. Dirty. If we can just quit the carousel bit. Yeah, and this is the thing. I've got the poster up here, and it says, Welcome to the 23rd yeah, century. Yeah, I've, I've got that poster in my Blu ray. Yeah. Of total pleasure. <laughs> There's just one catch. And I'm like, yeah, get rid of the catch and you continue living in a perfect society. I mean, again, like... the, the point of the society is obviously it's about population control. So this was about Thanos before Thanos even got to it. It's, it's every yeah. fucking villain since 1971 <laughs> has really had some view on population control as, as yeah. and, 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 you know, genuinely there are positive thoughts around that. And the people that are saying that the current situation is just an attempt at controlling population numbers. So yeah, that, mm. but in some ways, if it wasn't for the 30, you know, change it, it to 65. Yeah. Or even 80. The like... minute I can't wipe my own bum, kill me. <laughs> if I don't remember my name for the first 20 minutes waking up, just put a pillow over my head. I don't want to go. I, I don't mean, want to go to Friday night um, uh, carousel lessons. lessons. <laughs> just, just don't tell me. I mean, just, it's, just get rid it's of me. Quite ableist. There's lots. There's you know. There's lots of people out there who live very fulfilled lives Indeed. and are unable to do basic tasks that we take Indeed. for granted. But you I know understand what, I, you know what where you're I'm saying. Coming from, yeah. yeah. You, you could. Um, you could. <laughs> th- there is a point where I am a burden on society, and I am not aware of well. of what i'm doing that's the point that's the point where you need to start talking about it a limit i mean the trouble would be that you would argue that they would start forming relationships which they hadn't done previously and therefore grandparents would want to stick around to see their grandkids but then you think of something like 
midsummer, uh, Emily, Emily, we're, we're we, part of the yeah, cult. Yeah, exactly. So that's a very good example. Is but we've built a world just... where we've got away with killing them off at 30. I don't think extending it and setting some other rules around For it... For another 30 years. That, that's not going to be we'll... beyond the wit of these people. Yeah. In fact, they probably need some rules to survive. I think the lack of rules is going to be the ruination. It's going to kill them. They'll catch the common cold and fucking get wiped out. Yeah, like Martians. Like the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the midsummer. The midsummer. I mean, yeah, midsummer is like Logan's run, but mm. with. But but you get to be old. Yeah, to a point. Uh, um, yeah. but but the right point. I mean, yeah, euthanasia. There's, there's a whole sort of set of stuff around this that you know I'm being a little glib about, but I think you get. And but it's so fascinating, and that's the thing, and I think that's why I really want someone who cares about it and wants to do it justice, like the Watchmen mm. series, to get hold of it and and just bring it to a new audience more than anything, because I don't even really mind the sort of seventies vibe. I think it gives it a you know, it's it suits it. It's like, oh yeah, Logan's Run. Everyone looks like everyone's got seventies hair and blue eyeshadow. Like that's just what the world of Logan's Run is like. Because when you're so far away from the seventies anyway, and you don't realise that genuinely that's how people decided to have their hair out of choice, you're like, haha, look at the funny sci-fi hair, and it's great. And you're like, this is a choice. This is like the future. This is what the future looks like. This wasn't ever a real time and place. Whereas when you make sci-fi now. It's it, it, when you're a modern audience watching something try and be sci-fi, it can't ever help but be contemporary somehow. All, all sci-fi is always rooted into something contemporaneous because the view, <laughs> even so, um, the the film, uh, the Spielberg film, Minority Report, tried really hard. Mm -hmm. so he employed all these futurists to try and think about what life would be like, really, and and tried to fill the world with electric cars and and shapes and things. But you can't there's technology you can have goes at yeah and to be fair mm -hmm. there's things here societal things that logan's one actually gets right just 200 years too soon yeah yeah in the 21st century there's stuff that, that exists like this and mm. you know there are there are discussions around euthanasia which you couldn't have in the 70s now you know ignore, ignore, mm. ignore my glibness earlier about it but that's a genuine discussion point certainly in europe um mm. But where it, it always falls, what it forgets about is things like fashion and stuff like that. And it always sort of goes too mm. far. Because yeah. um, fashion, high fashion and normal fashion are not always related quite as directly as it so seems. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, in the 70s, a lot of beige, a lot of burnt orange. Right. And that, that will date it. And, but I didn't think the fashions yeah. here were too bad. I mean, there are lots of nylon. No, it felt like we were in a world. Yeah, and a world which is that... legitimate. If you've got climate control and stuff yeah. like that, yes, you probably would wear some. And you and everyone was super attractive. You probably would yeah. wear something like that. And I kind of like... Yeah, if I had Jenny Agatha's legs, I would wear that fucking thing that she hates, the little, like, chiffon... Mm see-through glittery thing that she wears when she's on the circuit like i'd wear that every fucking day if i look like jenny and, 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 yeah no and i've already said i i did dress up like michael york unknowingly during the <laughs> 90s 
anyone remembers me in the Cascades nightclub in Portsmouth, um, that's what I was going for. Um, it wasn't the Cascades. I didn't go there. But yes, whatever. Um, I don't even know. That was a nightclub. I think it was just a shopping centre. I'm Again, I don't remember very much from yesterday, let alone... But... I'm really glad you enjoyed this because yeah. I think it's a film with a bit of bad representation. And yes, we've ripped it apart, but it's also but lovingly, and it's also raised some really interesting philosophical questions mm. that I think are relevant now. And that's what I think the sci-fi of the seventies really did. You know, the Planet of the Apes you know, nuclear war, silent running ecology, um, soylent green, overpopulation um, and ecology. Uh, we could name 20, 30 of them, possibly. Mm. And a lot of them had were using science fiction in the way that I like. I don't give a shit about Star Wars or Star Trek. I've, I've watched no, them. No, this is so much more interesting. Like, I love... They're fine as, like, a fantasy movie. They're, they're you know, they're, that's mm. what they are. They're, sci- I, like, they're not science fiction. But they're I fantasy. Won't, I won't... This, is, this is science fiction. Yeah, and, and, and it doesn't have to be set in the future. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be set in space. It, it doesn't matter. But it's using science and to, to, to cast a mirror on modern-day society and modern-day societal concerns to play out a fantasy story, in this case, set in a future. But it didn't have to be the 23rd century. It could easily be the 21st century, yeah? Um, yeah. I mean, Soylent Green is set in 2022. Um, there you go. So, good year for me to go vegetarian again. Um, but <laughs> just, well, again, if we ever talked about that, that we, you couldn't avoid that spoiler, could you? And it, that's part of the lingua franca of the world. But... This is, I just think it's a film that has been forgotten about, and it's people my yes. age have some kind of memory of it. I'm almost certain a load of people's memory is around Jenny Agatha. I, I don't think I am the only person to think this. It wouldn't. In fact, I know me. for a fact two other people, and you know one of them, that that has has had, had a similar <laughs> awakening of such, although a slightly different age. Um, mm-hmm. But this. And, and I think it, you know, it, it did okay. It was a big movie, yeah. It was a, it just wasn't mm. that successful, and it wasn't Star Wars. And the world changed in 1977. Blockbuster movies changed. Um, yeah. But I think I think this cost a lot of money. I think it did okay. Um, it didn't exactly make a superstar out of anybody in it. Um, the director's made a few films, but you know, he's not a director that's named trips off the tongue. Um, it's, it's probably the most famous film in his CV, but also it's all. I don't know if it is now. I think when I was growing up, it was a touchstone. Something you know, we knew Logan's Run was the film that people talked about dying at thirty, and I, I'm sure it was referenced mm-hmm. in other films and other comedies, especially about films where people you know, thirty is this big birthday, isn't it? That that, that yeah. characters and films go, oh my God, I'll hit my 30th birthday and I haven't achieved these 15 life goals. I, therefore, I'm in <laughs> Logan's run. You know, it was a, it, yeah. it, it is, it, well, I don't think it is now. I think it's for people of a certain age. I don't age, know, man. I think for people of a certain age, it, it is a, it's something that it we, was a defining it was a, it's a reference thing. point. 
Um, yeah. I don't think it's now. And I'd really, yeah, I'd really love, as you said, many, as we both said, really love to see it readdressed, relooked at. My fear would be it would turn into something like, you know, like the island or shit. something like that, where it'd just be an action film set yeah. in this world. But if you could have, or a... like the new Brave New World was apparently very disappointing and nothing to do with the book. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want an action film. This, that's not what this is about. Yeah. This, this should be a something that asks questions. This is an ideas film. It, it should be asking questions, and all good science fiction, as far as I'm concerned, so like Black Mirror does. You know, when, mm, when, yeah. you know, sometimes it succeeds, sometimes it doesn't, but it always puts a mirror, mm. a black mirror, on modern day <laughs> society, and just amps it up yeah. a little bit. You know, maybe it's a little bit too obsessed about social media. There's other other things going on, but you know, really interesting, powerful use of of, of science fiction, as opposed to shooting aliens. Yeah, preach. Yeah. Amazing! Thank you so much for picking this movie. It was really fun to rewatch it as an adult and be like, "Wait a second, what's going on here?" Wait a then? cut and pick a minute. Yeah, no, and for me <laughs> as well. You know, when we when we initially sort of talked about it, I think I went straight here or the Planet of the Apes, didn't I? And mm-hmm. um, and then I thought, no, Logan's Run because you said you'd seen it, and 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 I yeah. thought, yeah, I. I and I had that obviously that dark reason <laughs> at the beginning about about my yeah. own memory and about that, but. I've watched it a couple of times in preparation for this and I've enjoyed it both times and I don't often do that. Mm. I don't yeah. I can't often watch a film over and over. Um I do think that it, I feel a bit the same about and this is going to be a very controversial statement. I feel a bit Mad Max Fury Road about it where some people left somewhere interesting, went for a drive realized it wasn't very good at the other end and came back again and i know people love mad max fury road but i do feel a bit empty in the second half of that and the second half of this film isn't as strong as the first half yeah i know Um, what you mean but lots of questions lots of debate um should be should be more held in more um regard especially you know there there are films around Mm. this era that are held in high regard like Soylent Green, Planet of the Apes, and I think Logan's Run. Planet of the I think, Apes, yeah, Planet yeah. Apes especially. I think Soylent Green um, is not Soylent Green. God, now I think <laughs> I think um, Logan's Run deserves another rerun, another another appraisal, reappraisal, another run, yeah. another Logan's Run, <laughs> Logan's Marathon. <laughs> um, so, where can we find you? Oh, well, if you aren't bored of my voice after this marathon episode <laughs> that I hope you're going to somehow edit into something, nah. something usable. <laughs> Just release it uh, now. Um, <laughs> Just coming up I, you, can, you can find me in uh, three places. Um, obviously, where you found me at the Asian Cinema Film Club. Um, I know you've had mm-hmm. Elwood, my, uh, the, the, the main host. I'm just a co-host permanent permanent fixture where we talk about <laughs> asian cinema um every other week one of us picks a movie and drags it for the other to watch and we talk about it amongst other things we have sort of news and reviews and i do a little segment on dark tales of asian cinema because you know true crime can't hurt um uh so so and and we've got like a nice facebook group and we do some other bits and bobs around it but that that's basically it also as you know we have a little spin-off show where we're going through 
I'm looking at Battle Royale, the movie Battle Royale, seen by DVD chapter by DVD chapter, which we're about halfway through now, and you've joined us on there as well, haven't you? Um, yes, I had a wonderful time, and I would like to and come back. You're more than welcome. <laughs> um, although that was a long episode as well. <laughs> but no, that's. I talk. Yeah, I think we both have that problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also have my own podcast, although it's been on hiatus for a year, called Guelo Ramblings, which you can find if you search. Um, Guelo means white ghost in Cantonese, which is basically a slur on the white people who lived in Hong Kong, but I've decided to take it back. And I look at European cinema there and try and recommend European cinema choices for people, although I think I'll be having a season two, doing something else, don't know what. Ideas on a postcode, please. Postcode? On a postcard (laughs) with my postcode on it. And finally, less of hearing me, but more of what I'm supporting. Um, I work with a website called In Their Own League, which is a about female filmmakers, not just directors and actresses, but also cinematographers and producers and mostly articles and reviews written by non-males, shall we say. Um, that, that, <laughs> that, that's the point of it. I edit and produce their podcast, which is a monthly schedule. Sometimes I'm on it, but it's more important that we get to put sort of diff- different voices out there. It's a really interesting project. And um, yeah, I'd like people to go and have a look at it. Um, so yeah, that, that's enough of me. I think. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a joy. A pleasure. Hopefully, you'll have me back sometime. 100%. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time on Why This Film. Bye! Wow, we. That was the longest episode of Why This Film ever, I think. So, thank you so much for sticking with it. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed recording it. Firstly, a massive shout out to my new patron, Vicky, who's joined Fern Gully. Welcome. If you'd like to support the show and become a patron, you can head to patreon.com forward slash why this film podcast and pick from £3 a month to receive early access to episodes, bonus material, and much more. Secondly, if you enjoyed listening to Stephen and I chat, you will soon have the opportunity to do so on a weekly basis as we sit down and discuss the Barbie movies from 1981 to present day. All the episodes will be aired on the Why This Film platform with early access via Patreon. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.